and welcome to Keyframes, a podcast about anime. I'm your host, Ben Halliburton, and with me today is Andy. Hi! Duncan. Hey there. And John. What's up? So Duncan wasn't on our last episode, so he's here with some dregs, Duncan's dregs, uh, <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> we'll, we'll insert a theme there. For Hi, the theme. If the I, anime I season was a tea bag, he's just really squeezing it this, out. Yeah, this is that. more the cherry on the top of, of the shit, <laughs> shit, shit Sunday. The strawberry, the strawberry on the top of the of the cake that you have to divide five ways. Yeah. Oh, I hate it when you do that. You never get it right. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's a uh, Sensei joke, Andy. You would like Sanrosetsuba Sensei. Yeah. I, yeah. But, but some, um, some of us pitched that and no one else picked it. Uh, that's well, the... I mean, you know... <laughs> anyway bitterness Duncan. and resentments aside let, let's talk speaking about of, uh, <laughs> speaking of feeling isolated and unappreciated duncan tell us about blooming to you no uh, I, I think i'm, I'm actually just gonna uh, go off right field and just just talk about uh the the fact that Gridman tried to redeem itself in one shot and actually moan about that and then I i'll like talk that, about Andy, that one shot what's wrong with you well it's like so I assume last week you talked about how Gridman just inserted a single sh- shot at the end, which recontextualized the entire anime. Well, I wouldn't say we, it, a context that was already yeah. hinted at heavily. Mm-hmm. I would say it, it was the final step in yeah fulfilling. But if that. you don't have that shot, do you not dis- do you you don't have the same meaning? You have hints, but you don't. Ha- but they are hints which can be quite I'd, easily interpreted in lots of different ways. I would sort of disagree. Both, I mostly would because be between like, you two. <laughs> like that is what the show's about. Like, like that's what everything has been pointing to. That that last step is it's good, but it's not like necessary for the show to still be what it is. So am I imp- getting the impression that what you didn't like was the fact that instead of it merely hinting and leaving uh, us as the watchers to make up the conclusion, the no. an- the last shot just nails that that like relationship down to the ground like and i haven't watched this fucking show so no, i don't know it, it was more that the we have a final episode where they're tying everything up quote unquote and wait what why quote unquote they're, they're tying everything <laughs> up <laughs> okay no, but it's it's like it's like okay now we're going to bring this story to an end and everything's going to be resolved we're going to fight the big bad guy and then it's just kind of i I found it really boring. It was a really, really undramatic finale. And I oh, didn't... that's what I liked about it. <laughs> and it's like none of the fights... Like There have been points in the series where I thought some of the fight animation has had parts of it which have been really good, but I didn't really find any of it in the final episode impactful. And maybe, that's, maybe that was deliberate. Maybe the fighting isn't meant to be feel impactful because of what we find out in the end, but it felt like just none of it really had much consequences. Things were just blowing up and there was no sort of... There's no uh, weight behind it. No one cared. It, it, oh, half the half the, the the city's been wiped out. Who cares? Oh, half the city's been repaired. Hey! And then it's like, uh, I don't know. It just seemed so trite. And then, they, then they're like, oh, actually, it was all this all along. And you should actually think it's deep and meaningful trademark. I'm like, I don't know. I, this is maybe me imparting a bit more ambiguity than actually exists in the text, which is a frequent relationship that people have with trigger anime. Uh, But like, I, cause 
because what people what what your first instinct is it's like oh she wakes up into the real world this anime and this like monster stuff was all just like a dream um but again she does wake up with the passport that rika gives gives her and she also like there's this idea that this is a fantasy world that exists independently of her where she's like i'm gonna be going it's like okay well we'll be here doing our thing and so i kind of like this idea that fantasies don't exist within the person that we access these like broader uh fantastical hyper real or unreal environments i mean yeah that's 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 definitely a theme which has been uh visited a few times in various literature and uh films like someone uh goes into another world in their dream and is the world uh real or is it unreal and so on and so forth and in some ways, isekai plays on that. It's like some some of the the more oh, prominent shit, members of that. Oh shit, Goodman's an isekai. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> fuck you. Oh. oh no. Hell yeah. The thing oh, with the thing yeah. with isekai, technically, technically, with the... she, she's dreaming she's in another world. I mean, isn't you... all anime an isekai because it doesn't actually <laughs> exist in the real world? No, but thing... it becomes an uh, isekai if someone is situated in a one quote unquote real world and one. Fantasy world, and she <laughs> traveled. Ar- but that argument that Evangelion's of isekai because of the scenes in, in no, Evangelion. There's, there's no separate world. There is. There is. Oh, there Saudi. There are live action scenes. I wrote an article about this and linked it in the last episode's <laughs> show notes. Evangelion's bad. No, you're bad. No, yeah, I know. It's not, I know. It's good. <laughs> I'm now pitching it even next time to to John as an isekai. So there. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with you're isekai, just gonna make John though, hate isekai though. though isekais that i've watched is that they all don't fucking leave the world they all just stay in there like i don't know apart from that um, is interesting yeah out online the worst uh, ones do the good ones tend to have some relationship with the real world which is actually incorrect. interesting <laughs> incorrect <laughs> slams his, <laughs> john slams his gavel down and the isekai judge i mean he is judges he is your comment unworthy <laughs> True. The okay. best isekai is uh, the one in Hunter Hunter, and they leave that. Best isekai is Konosuba. Let's move. That on. is true. That is that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can all agree that is Konosuba, and season three will happen. God knows when. But You're really not going to talk about Bloom into You, Duncan? Oh, actually. Mm, oh, sorry. I'll get back to it later. Go on. No, no. Go, John. <laughs> no, go, John. No, 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 no. Quick. What do you think about the best inter- best isekai? Uh, it's isekai related, which is why I'll come back to it later. Don't worry about Did it. Do you call it isekai okay. like it's like it's Castilian Spanish or something? Huh? What's happening? I thought you called it ithekai, like ithekai. Castilian no. Spanish. Ah, senor, ithekai. My mouth's a little watery. Excuse me for not speaking with perfect pronunciation this is our worst episode already we're like or we're it's like the best <laughs> grid man time okay I duncan, duncan. You. yeah just briefly like you said that you were shocked okay, by the so, ending long story short most romance enemies set up their the finale fairly early on it's okay this is the big um event everything's building towards and all the tension them, is revolving some around some of them start like at the moment where they're about to kiss, and it's like, well, how do we get to this? <laughs> well, let me tell you. And then they like reverse, like, to, yeah. Yeah, exactly. One mean. of those. Nah, I'm a little confused. Are we not talking about Gridman anymore? No, we're not talking about Gridman. Okay, about okay. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> Don't oh. you remember the romance plot, the like really explicit romance <laughs> plot from Gridman? Well, I just John? watched a video talking about how uh, Rika and what's her face are gay for each other. So, <laughs> sure. I, no, know, they're two sides mind. of the same person. Oh my god. Right, Bloom into I'll you. I'll link the video this later. Is, it's fine. Don't worry about this it. This is amazing. <laughs> what is it about? I know nothing about this show. 
flowers. You say <clears throat> no. That's is it? Is it called? Is it Irodoku? Is that or is that well no, known? No, no, no. no you do. This is a joke we made several episodes ago. <laughs> no, no, I can't. No, no. no, 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 no. Oh Jesus. <laughs> We did prep for this. We did prep for this episode, listeners. Like we have, like I have, like pages of notes that we're just like writing roughshod over because I don't know. I, th- I think we're all kind of punchy. It's been a bad week in politics. And, and <laughs> Otherwise, I get so. Tracked. So here's here's Ben's vague memory of Bloom into you. Yeah. Um, so this girl likes a girl, and she rejects her, and they decide to be friends because they can't. She can't feel like she can love, and they're kind of just like it's got this oh, weird tension love. where where it's not about like an explicit romantic arc. It's more about just like what people get out of having or not having romantic relationships. Is that even remotely right, Duncan? Yeah, that's roughly right. And the like big co- conflict slash event they're heading towards is the idea that uh, the, the the class pres, which is the the sort of main. Uh, love interest is been has been trying to live up to the image of her older sister who has died and perform the uh the big play which uh her sister was due to do on the the, the day that she died and so you've got got this big dramatic event which has shaped her entire life and has shaped the entire attitude and the way she's modeled herself and all throughout it it the, there's been talk she's been talking about like how this is the most important thing in her life, like how um, being keeping up this keeping up appearances is like this incredibly important thing to her that she feels like she's sort of it's a way she keeps a connection with her her sister in a way that she um, owns an identity which she didn't really feel she had before that, and in all along we've been having this plot building up to this they're going to do this play which has been which the further development was that they asked a, a classmate who was in the literature club to write it and she wrote it basically about the class and so the there's a character based on the on the on the the main character and the the president and and they are and the whole theme of the play is about whether or not people all should let me rephrase that the whole theme of the play is that the the, there's a character who's lost their memory and they're trying to decide upon their their real self by hearing different people's impressions of them and so it's a reflection on the idea that what who we are is is a sort of composite of many people's different viewpoints of us and it's and how that plays against this this idea she has that she has to present a very very structured and uh definite view of who she is and all so all along you've been thinking okay it's building up to this crisis point where she's going to go on stage and she'll fulfill this this huge role and she'll be forced to confront is she which role she's taking on in her life and all that and in the end that doesn't happen they they never perform the play um it's just like okay where, how come this hasn't happened and <laughs> what instead they do is they sit her and her love interest basically 
spend an entire episode sitting down and talking it out like people actually would. And I actually actually really enjoyed it. Just them like her, you seeing how she's changed over the course of the twelve episodes, and her actually being able to see how dumb and overdramatic this thing would be. And they can through their their discussions and their their they sort of reaffirm their their friendship and their feelings for each other, and that get across the idea that you don't have to define your yourself by this thing in your past you can be your own person and you don't this play doesn't need to be all that defines you and after you've come to that conclusion about those characters you don't need the play because you've already her arc has concluded that she doesn't need this big event then they a lot of times in a show you would have had the 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 um, the play anyway, just because yeah, that's what we've built, been building up to. So we've got to have it. Mm-hmm. But... It's the promise, yeah, yeah. But because they have actually resolved the arc before that, they they don't do it. And I was actually really impressed that they had the guts not to show the play after they've made a fuss of it for like three quarters of a season. And yeah, it, it ended up being my favorite show of the season, even though I'm not doing a very good job of uh, describing it. No, it no, sounds no. really interesting. I don't know why you didn't talk about it earlier. Yes, twice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we got it, it. Got lost in the shuffle with Iridoku, the World in Color, and Boarding School Juliet. No, Which, I, how was, how, how'd that end up, Duncan? Um, Iridoku ended up having moments where it fulfilled its promise, um, where its art was absolutely fabulous. It just its its whole premise of like having monochrome and. Uh, sort of colour to as expression the ability to express emotions and and not sort of partitioning yourself off from the world and and not fully experience it to avoid getting hurt. Yeah, they, they sort of they delved into that in moments, but they never seemed to really commit to it, just as it was early on. It's still an incredibly pretty um and well animated show and I wouldn't blame anyone who just watches it to enjoy the craft of it but in the end i don't think they really delivered much emotional beats um and the other one just remained as it had or had always been which was just a, a funny high school <laughs> comedy i was uh, going to say what what it reminds me of with um with a uh, bloom into you with a younger sister trying to having this kind of fetish object uh that's about her older sister's destiny really kind of reminds me of Rinko from penguin drum kind of yeah I mean, without, without without the yandere shit and sleeping under a guy's house that she can sleep yeah. next to in bed but oh still. no this, that that um i mean there's this definitely there's some some yuri stuff going on as well yeah. obviously yeah. um but it's like yeah um trying to live up to this perfect um older sibling is a fairly well-known yeah i imagine thing, yeah, so. yeah the only thing i can think of something remotely that comes remotely close to that sort of ending is uh like ping pong when they don't actually show yeah. the final ping pong yeah, fight because yeah, it's irrelevant yeah. it's all about their friendship and it's all about like mm-hmm. they wind up to, and they just don't show it they show the outcome which is different from yours because they don't even show the outcome of the theater theatrical performance yeah. but you know i wonder the... if it's a thing where the maybe the anime i don't know is it a manga or like no 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 I, th- I think ping pong's an, an excellent no, no, no. Little, oh, little, oh, sorry, but, carry on. Uh, yeah but 
and I don't think I think you're right that they don't show it in the the ping pong manga as well because I think I read that a fair few years back and I don't remember there being a a sort of a seeing the final match either. But you're right, it's ping pong's an excellent call in a of a show where um the that the there's the the presumed arc which is the the tournament and there's the actual mm. arc which is their friendship. Yeah, like the 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 sort of like the epitome of a sports anime. And then the antithesis of that sort of just being about also in sports anime about being their friendship. Talking about sports anime, I hope no one's been watching any sports anime recently. <laughs> That's a good transition, Andy. I really want to say real quick, uh, Bloom Into You is a manga and it's unfinished. This is an anime original ending. It seems like a really good way to make like mm. ending the character arcs without having like a made up event or something. So. Yeah, That's I mean, good. I was gonna, I was wondering that as well. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, 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 but for me, it doesn't doesn't matter that it was an anime original ending. I, I'm not a lot less hung up about those than some people are. That I'm, I'm as long as the the arc we see ends in yeah. a way which which feels correct and satisfying, then that's that's all good. And that is good. It's it's when you get the unsatisfying like blue exorcist, yeah. you kill Satan. Violent <laughs> fucking magic mirror. man! You were so scarred that... by that ending. <laughs> it was just goddamn awful, and it was well, so. Anyway, yeah. so I was watching a, a. I mean, I mentioned this actually in a, a blog post I made a while ago, but like there was a video by Dan Olson of Folding Ideas where he talks about there's a status quo effect and why endings are hard is because there's an implicit uh, film language, um, kind of like related to the Kuleshov effect where the last thing you see characters doing, you assume that they're just doing that thing until we see them again. And so it's important for, for an ending to feel satisfa- satisfactory is not necessarily about having a big fight or a big thing or this. It's about setting them in a trajectory that feels authentic to where mm, their character has yeah. been going in an arc, which is why, mm. like, I mean, I'm increasingly, and this is, this is makes me sound a lot like uh, the, the famed Tom chick, but I'm increasingly <laughs> it, enamored of endings where people just have a conversation about how they feel and that's like that's our last read on the character is like them just like saying what's going on with them and then that's where we leave them and so like the idea that bloom into you instead of having this uh this play that's like an apotheosis of the psychic burden of having lost an older sister and having having these difficulties feeling emotional intimacy with people instead we just like hear from her where she is and presumably they come to some sort of resolution and that's mm-hmm. that's where we leave the characters yeah. is that we know where they are so we know where they're going hmm. can i sort of retrofit this this whole explanation to gridman like in a way <laughs> <laughs> sure <laughs> let's bring it full circle i'm really sorry andy that your good segue is getting it's trampled right. by it. No, no, no. I'll, I'll make sure to bring it I'll move it on somehow else carry on dear but yeah run with the wind then i guess <laughs> <laughs> no no what was your point about gridman no he's just saying that that's like that we he doesn't like where we leave the characters and where they're headed in gridman is i think no, what no, his no, point no. was no no that was actually sort of the the that we we have two entirely different points we leave we leave we leave her at one point we leave them at one point and hers and their their leaving points don't entirely mesh for me but i mean fair Everyone can't like the same best anime of the season, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. But but no, um, 
Yeah. Speaking of character arcs, though, I know I know Andy, you had complained earlier that we do a really poor job <laughs> explaining why Run with the Wind well, is good in a way that's different from just every yeah, sports anime. Because I listened, I listened to when you introduced like the sports anime, like Run with the Wind, and your argument that it was really good is the characters are really good, and I'm like, well, that's every sports anime, and then it's not really about running again. Every sports anime, well, it's like, and then you, and then you just sort of just decided to like when you tried to bring up the characters, you're like, but this is in other anime. You're like. Oh, but there's the nerdy kid who doesn't like running. Isn't that fucking uh, Onoda from like uh, Yoamushi Pedal? Like, how does no. he do it differently than Onoda does, who starts off wanting to do a manga club but then can't because he gets no ma- like. That's his original thing is that he is an otaku, but then he can't get anybody to join his stupid club. Okay, so run, 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 John, so kill him. Kill run him. with <laughs> the wind is run with the wind is like high but better. That's all you need to know. Again, that's uh, not really explaining anything. That's just saying. So, so a lot of a lot of what it is is that I feel I think it's incorrect to say that Run with the Wind is not about running. It's intensely about running, but you don't have to know or care about running to appreciate it. Again, that's every not what's that's not that's, that's not what's good about it. I'm <laughs> it's right, a multi stage argument, Andy. Just chill. Okay, okay, uh, okay, okay. And I'll so and so because it is it is so detailed, and intensely about we we see prince especially developing from someone who can't can't run into someone who can you know someone who runs uh a 5k in 35 minutes is someone who runs one in 16 16, and a half minutes it's not even that he Uh, can't it's that he hates the idea of doing it but it's but the thing is is it's very good at showing like each stage of his psychological and physical development run of the wind is very careful that about like meeting meeting characters where they are and seeing where they're going and it's just it's really good to have an ensemble of 10 well i'm not counting probably not uh musa or the twins but yeah, everyone else uh, <laughs> mm. uh has has these really complex psychologies and their relationship with running is very detailed and the show is very good at showing like how it's changed from episode to episode and how people follow different arcs and people run for different reasons but we never get this kind of hokey sports anime like I I run to make myself it, it's to make myself feel strong or whatever. It's more like I mean even in the flashbacks with Kakaru and like finding out because they make it seem like he hit a kid, um, and then we find out yeah. that he got kicked out because he he hit, hit a coach, coach for, for being, being an asshole yeah, yeah, yeah. to other kids. And <laughs> it's just like it's like oh, it's they're just very very subtly and very starkly rendered, and there's a lot to like in every character. And I keep saying that like. There is there are drama setups that the show then denies to you where we keep thinking like, oh, no, this is going to happen. Like he, he's going to like hide this this anger for multiple episodes. And that'll be our drama for the next like five or six episodes. And no, he goes and just tells everybody and, ev- and we're like, oh, they're going to have weird feelings. About and no, it's like everyone's like, oh, that's fine. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think so. I think so, what it, re- so it pulls the sort of like traditional uh, sports anime punches, but then. But then resolves them in unexpected ways that are unique to the characters, but also feel in line with their characters. That's a very that's a very good summation, Andy. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah. and I I think a big part of why it works and why they are able to pull it off is because it's about adults, not children. Yes, yes. Everyone is everyone is very mature, which is really nice in an anime. Except for the twins. Yeah. Well, yeah, but we're not counting the twins. (laughs) But just, but just even just like. I think we talked the last time we talked about it, we talked about how good it was uh, that Kakru has this realization of like why he runs 
uh, while watching Prince run. And it's just a really drawn out. And we just focus on his face and him watching people's bodies. And there's no need for him to like have a really intrusive voiceover. It's like, oh, I get it. It's because of blah, 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 blah. No, he just like, yeah, it's body language instead of inner monologues. Yes, a lot of it's, it's, it, it's it not... really respects your time and doesn't jerk you around with bullshit about like, you know, secret anime illness like we were worried about <laughs> with, uh, with uh, the other guy. So I don't know. It's it's just a really satisfying show to watch because because it has all the emotional beats of sports anime, but it respects your time in a way that a lot of sports anime does not because mm-hmm. it wants to make sure you know exactly what's going on. Yeah. The pacing um, is insane. Like it's mm-hmm. something that's always happening. They never, they never drag anything out. It's like, you know, a typical sports anime would mm-hmm. draw out a single fucking match for a whole season. No yeah. runs are yeah. runs are like two or three minutes of runtime. Yeah. The show is, is and then the rest race. is them talking and, and, and dealing with, you know, their own shit and each other yeah social relationships and it's a very it's a very relationship driven show too of like how because because they're trying to get these times to qualify so they can even run in the in like the big relay marathon uh and so there is like a a big thing meeting their relationships is oh he's got a better time than me and you have other characters who are just like like nico who's like big and stocky and smoked a fuck ton. Because yeah, Nico's my, great. He's my uh, second favorite after Prince. <laughs> but yeah, but he just like there's like a kind of subtle line after the first episode about about like his problems of like he used to run and doesn't run anymore because he couldn't cut weight because he just is a big guy and not mm. big like Fujioka or whatever the uh the the like darling of the running world. Oh yeah, the like super a, a, fucking tall lanky guy who's just yeah, like the, the giant gazelle yeah. man who's just like <laughs> what. <laughs> That one of the one of the other guys. Like, he's not a main well, character, but he like he used to run with the leader of the running club, and yeah. I realize now how just the, just the moment Ben described him is that he feels like a protagonist of a, a conventional sports anime. Yeah, that's a good observation. Yeah, because he is like strong and really talented, and doesn't have like deep emotional issues. He just like loves to run and is good at it. And uh, I want to just mention as a example of a moment that i think is really good is with nico chan senpai <laughs> uh, senpai to you. you you mentioned you mentioned how he uh doesn't like he stopped running because he couldn't cut weight and like that was a big thing for him like in one of the earlier episodes like he was trying he was like not drinking water not eating and it, it was making him really weak and like people called him out on it and said stop you fucking idiot and then like mm. but there's a moment and i think the last episode or maybe the second to latest episode where he like steps on a scale and he looks at it and he's like he just has this little moment of yes i did it and like it doesn't make a big deal of it but it's still a really nice strong moment because you know what he's been through yeah and, and they've like, been seeing that he's like there's yeah. been like four or five scenes where he's just stepped on a scale in previous things and you just it just reminds you that he's going through this and it's not like a big thing we don't have an arc where it starts mm-hmm. and then it's the big drama and then it's resolved it's just something going on with him and they trust you to understand that they don't yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't monologue you don't get a monologue you don't get anyone else reacting to it there you is just... so little voiceover in this anime and i really appreciate yeah, it really <laughs> we were talking <laughs> about psychic conversations last episode and yeah this has a minimum of those <laughs> okay cool uh, well <laughs> That's convinced me more than uh, you did before. <laughs> well, you you met us halfway, so I can't claim all the credit. Uh, John can if he wants to, though. I will. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then on the other end of like shows where I feel like a lot of the character growth is unmerited, Slime continues to be just fine for me. 
Like, I like how, like, it's, like, soft and nice, and I like some details of the world, but, like, Rimuru is functionally by author Fiat, like, an incredibly powerful character and never has to be challenged or make compromises or sacrifice, and it kind of just has been boring me. Yeah, I I kind of agree with you now. There's a bit, when that fucking, like, when she... He killed that like love interest when I was just sort of I don't know. That was, it was like you're still hung up on that. It's been seven <sighs> years, man. <laughs> I, I, it's not. It's not even that. It's just like you said. Like Rimuru's, Every time Rimuru gets into a fight, I'm just like, okay, well, this ending has finalized. I don't really care what's happening now. I do enjoy a lot of it. I enjoy the world building. Also, they mm-hmm. built that fucking village really fast. It's like a huge time <laughs> skips that like they didn't go but before they had like mud huts and now they have quaint fucking like like paved Japan- roads and yeah, Japanese medieval villages and like baths and fucking like tea houses. They do sort of offhandedly uh, explain that though, as him being a, a con- like a construction contractor guy, architect, yeah. something or other. I don't no, know that's exactly, he, but... he basically well, takes the orcs and makes them into a construction force. Yeah, and I mean, hey, there were what thousands of them, so you know, two hundred. I, I guess like, two hundred or hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand, yeah. but they said that like ninety percent of them went home, so yeah, it's yeah. only about. <laughs> still, guess, and, it's only about. Still, <laughs> yeah, and, and then also the the oni the oni uh, like get their uh they also like look like they had japanese inspired like villages in the five seconds before before it got destroyed also just talking about we i think uh duncan had a lot of com- uh problems with the characters like when they get named. oh god sleep, sleep, sleep. <laughs> yeah oh no that's that's god. <laughs> y- y- have you seen the what happens to the lizard men ben? The yeah they turned turn to people oh. they turned to people it's not so all of weird. them only some of them well, that's oh, the, ladies, like... the ladies turn to people oh. no some of the dudes do some of the dudes do <laughs> no I yes 100 percent. I... i'll fucking find it and okay but you. The, the point right, is whatever. all the ladies do I don't know, do they? Yeah. I don't know how many ladies the there ladies are in the lizard men's. We haven't he, yet seen a lizard-headed lady yeah. since the transformation. Mm-hmm. Because Gabaru, Gabaru, that was an amazing bit when, uh, like, uh, what's the, the slime names Gabaru, and it's like, yeah, you're Nab- Gabaru, and then, like, that whole transformation thing comes, and he's like, hold on, you, that's not your real name. Like, no one named you that. Like, that was a really funny bit for me, at least. I don't know if anyone remembers yeah. that. No, somebody no, it's, did it's, name it's like, I, 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 I really quite like the sister's design. Like, she was like this, has this weird, almost, uh, oh, Ball it? cut. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and a jumper with like a big, big neck to it. And it's like, okay, that that's kind of, it's like this lizard who's wrapped himself up warm. And I, I, oh, that's, quite, that's kind of I a got, cool, cool design. I've got, no, got no problem with it. And now she's just, she didn't know it. it Army girl. <laughs> it's just, yeah, exactly. It's just like, the ultimate race is humans, is kind of what the show is feeling. <laughs> Isn't like it true, kid. though? My oh, oh, think about uh, it. I like my, my my feeling is probably that the manga that the artist doesn't want to have to like keep drawing these complicated designs, and so this well, like when you evolve, you turn into a, like a less complicated design that I can draw more. Is easily. this true of exactly. the manga as well, John? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, one more one more question then before we before we move on to. to well, I want to divorce. argue with you first before we we move on. Okay, then. fine, fine. I want to argue that that your your contention that that he never fights anyone who he could beat him is something which the last couple of episodes have pushed back against because I contend that yeah because he yeah. didn't yeah the, the 
I know what you're saying. Like the fucking amazing, strong, like demon girl, like the demon lord. He gets everything he, he wants. He doesn't have he, to compromise at all. And it's because his demon girl apparently has never tasted honey in her entire life. <laughs> never as pure honey as he can create using oh, his Jesus. powers. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Here's the thing about her, though. Like when she's she, entered, her butt hangs out of she, like yeah, a okay, tiny so, ass. <laughs> The yeah, fucking dressing as a twelve-year-old stripper. It's this really is a, weird. Well, yes, she's definitely a thousand-year-old lolly trope. But also, like, <laughs> this is what I was talking about in the like before the show started fucking airing. This show takes the fan service to an entirely new level. She's never that bad. She still has that outfit, but she's never that fucking bad in the manga, and it uh, annoys me. Fair enough. I'll take your word yeah, for it. I mean, I, so Duncan, I get what you mean that like we have these antagonists that prov- that provide uh, Rimuru with more challenge, but he like. Still triumphs. It's just, and it's, yeah, but it's not. And then but, on fine. top of that, uh, and then on that's top not of that, not a damn like, point. On top of that, their argument was just, oh well, we've got Rimuru, so I guess things will be all right. It's and like I'm just hoping that this is a build up, build up, build up, build up thing, no. and then all the cards are gonna crumble. <laughs> that's not what this show is. But, but yeah, exactly. It's not what it is. I don't think that's it's ever a, gonna happen. It's, it's a just soft, gonna soft okay. boy power so fantasy. Let's yeah, let's actually. You outline what my objection is, not what you think my objection is. Because nope. it's none of that not shit. Not fun. Uh, <laughs> it is that, um, not that every sh- that that him winning every conflict is not a problem because it's not about him winning conflicts. It's about how he wins conflicts. It's about defusing conflicts and resolving them instead of just using more power, more violence. And his arc is he started out just essentially killing things each conflict we've seen so far has been resolved in a more essentially in a more peaceful way than than the previous one starts out killing in 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 his way to powers and at the at this end instead of he's not actually leveling up from he's not uh, he's not absorbing the the orcs or um absorbing the lolly princess and taking their powers he's instead co-opting them he's making them part of his social group and that's what slime is about it's not about just becoming the most powerful person ever it's about uh uh, making your enemies your friends that's all true and i agree with that 100 percent. yes i i I like i like that but there's still no risk or sacrifice of these things it's not i mean like it actually reminds me a lot of my issues with the steven universe season finale where like yeah, it's like it's great to like be able to talk to your enemies, and I think that's actually a laudable goal for a piece of media to have to to frame these conversations as like, oh, well, violence isn't inevitable, and violence isn't isn't the trump card. But at the same time, I hate saying that word now. I it's going to be bad for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh Jesus! Why, Sorry, I, I had like a weird like shiver. Trump like, card, word. yeah, card, card's a terrible word. <laughs> I hate the word card. I never um, say cards. I say trumps. <laughs> Uh, but but just like just like if if he never fa- like he gets everything he wants from mm. every interaction and like if there's if there's no sacrifice or risk of failure I and there's not going to be because I don't think that's what the, I don't think that's what the aesthetic of this of this work is I'm just going to feel distanced from it because mm. like I can understand that because like like if you the de- the reason that we don't try to be nice to everybody is because there's there's hazards involved. So it doesn't always work. And if he's like, I like the fact that he is transitioning, as you point out, to like more peaceful and more like socially based solutions. But if they're just as effective as killing people, 
then that feels kind of weird to me because that's definitely not how it is in my experience. Not that I've killed anybody. Uh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think it is important that we do actually have this alternate um, philosophy given a bit of a showcase rather than just the traditional, oh, we're going to get more powerful and beat everyone up uh, way. I yeah, think it's... that, like, I understand all your complaints with it, but, like, the thing to me is it's just one show, and there aren't many shows like this, to be honest. Yeah, like, I know. Mm, I just... Yeah. In, a, in think... a weird way, it actually reminds me of another show, John. I know John and me both like. It reminds me a bit of uh, Natsumi's Book of Friends. Like, yeah, it's yeah, like, well, every time every yeah. time he meets one of those uh, those spirits, it, it's that they're coming to him wanting to, to take something from him and often to take it from him violently. But instead he talks to them, he finds out why, where their violence comes from, tries to help them resolve it and often does. And yeah, the, the, you do get fights within it, but the show is not about the fights. It's about the, the roots of these conflicts and trying to help resolve the and working to resolve the roots of the conflicts rather than uh, fight them. Yeah, and I do love Natsume's Wicker Friends, and I do love Slime. I will say that um, in Natsume, there's definitely a lot more conflict to those conflicts than there is in Slime. Like, in Slime, you know he's going to win. And you do in Natsume, mm. too, but to a lesser extent, like, he has to go through a whole lot more, I think, just because he's not super powerful. You know what I, I mean, mean? It's, it's, it's not even that, that he's going to win. It's just that, like, a lot of times you have to compromise with people and not get everything you want and try to prioritize what you need. Right. That's and it what, feels, yeah. it feels really weird that like, that like Rimuru's negotiated settlement with this demon Lord, one of the most powerful demon Lords in the world. And they're and like, he gets everything he wants and he tricks her and she, and, and then she offers more where she's like, we're besties and this and that. And, <laughs> and the, 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 uh, his council of Oni serious faced Oni are just like, this is actually probably a pretty good, like a really good deal. And all you had to do was just like, if you had to choose like allying with the demon Lord over, over allying with, uh, with what's his face, the, the dwarf King who, who does not look like a dwarf or a King. Um, <laughs> it's so fucking funny. I don't yeah, know. He's just a, it cracks he's just me up. a dude with a big, <laughs> like, yeah, but, he's uh, the, he is the largest dwarf. Ever. But, but just uh, to come back like, to Ben's point. Yeah. Yeah, if if there if there was like a choice he had to make, but he but he he always gets everything in the end, and I understand that that's fundamental. That's fundamental to like the I think kind of like the the geek nerd gamer mentality of like mm-hmm. you don't the the best solution is one where you don't have to give up anything. But I I still wish that I could I wish that I could see Rumor making more hard choices. But some people watch anime, so they don't have to watch. I think that uh, hard choices. something really important, and I brought this up before, is that. In the manga, and obviously the light novel as well, like you get to see Veldora's perspective, the dragon, because yeah. like, at the end of every at the end of every volume, there's like a short story that's just seeing the entire event of the of the volume I, through I Veldora's eyes. And Veldora definitely has that perspective of like he his impulse is to just smite everybody who gets in his way, <laughs> and like, but he's it sort of emphasizes that that Rimuru's uh, impulses are kind of the opposite. He wants to solve things amicably, and Veldora's kind of learning through him and sure that's very cheesy and trite but i think that it would go it would serve Mm. a lot of it would it would it would it would hit home more often i think if you had that perspective yeah 
maybe we'll maybe we'll get it though. Maybe there is sort of like DVD extras or something that will provide maybe. that perspective. Like, or it'll be like uh, it'll be, be funny like... if it's a commentary track of the entire episode. <laughs> I was thinking more like like how Chutakoi has gotten had like multiple spinoffs. They're just like the exact same events, but from other people's perspective. How, <laughs> I, how... I wasn't even I wasn't even that like 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 or the. You know how in Mob, like, there's episode 13 where it's like a Reagan special. They just mm-hmm. do that, but with Veldor. So they just reuse all the same clips so that they don't have to <laughs> spend any money. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, um, well, what speech- Ben was saying about the Oni, just very quickly, like, are they not suggesting at that point that by making friends with her, he's implicitly made enemies with other people? And yes. might that, in some way, that provide the conflict uh, that Ben craves. Maybe. Ma- but, maybe, but yeah, go ahead, but Andy. I was just going to say, like, I mean, sure, this is too early to really say anything, but maybe, but it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's ever, like, going to be any conflict. Like, we had a supposed big conflict with this Orc Lord, and it was just like, yeah, I'm just going to eat you, mate. It's like, whatever. Like, there's... There's never been a there's never been a like a real Well it wasn't worry, just but... I'm gonna eat you, it was I'm <laughs> going to eat you and I'm gonna take you into myself and I'm gonna take care of your people. There was a lot more to it than I beat you. Good job, idiot. Come on, Andy. Well <laughs> owned. At least at least put a little bit of effort into this. You have to engage, you can't nah, just watch nah. it and, and shrug it I, off. But I mean like the thing is like she's the most powerful of the demon lords, and like there was an argument earlier in the episode that like Rumi <laughs> was attracting their attention anyway, so like I don't know, like I, I have hopes that it maybe it'll 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 throw a bit of a of a wrench into things, but I think this is just like a, a very smooth isekai power curve, and yeah. that's ultimately just not for me. Yeah, uh, I mean I know, but I, I knew that going in that I this is the reason I was super surprised you even bothered. To be honest, I I I, I want some like soft fantasy, and well, I'm he's it. here and to now the end I'm, now. <laughs> I mean, I'm here to the end. I, speaking of speaking of here to the end, yeah, Duncan, let's talk about JoJo. Strapped up in JoJo, fuck yes. The I don't thank- really have anything to say about it. I just the, did that yeah. to spite Ben. The thankful it's, death. It's a good hell. show. Like the it's past three episodes show. have been fucking amazing. We have a we have a ban on calling stuff a good show. You gotta say why, motherfucker. I'm, <laughs> I was literally about to. Mm, not now. I don't want to. Fuck you. I'm out. I, I will say I'm really I am really enjoying this season over season four because like. I put so much effort and so much love into these characters, which I'm not going to lie, when I read season five, like, when I read the manga, I was like, ah, the Grateful Dead, or sorry, the Thankful Death and Fisherman, uh, <laughs> Fisherman episode. So the Fisherman are Beach Boys. And Grateful That's Death is supposed to be. The Thankful Death to, is the Grateful Dead. And to explain to people, every character is named after a band. The characters um, are the stands, yeah, named after a band yeah. or, or but, songs but, sometimes. But for some reason, they're really paranoid about getting sued <laughs> for using the phrase Beach Boys in their. Yeah. <laughs> the Grateful like Dead. So everyone gets like a weird sort of telephone game version. Bad yeah. Google Translate version of what which, they of what they which are, which was actually going to be a game I was going to do, just sort of like, can you Nate guess what the original stand is? But that's, it's already been done, like it's been ruined. Um, and like I, like I thought they weren't that interesting when I read the manga, but this one it really just like they really nicely ramp up the tension and really show like the intelligence of all the people fighting. And sure, characters die, like, but you don't ever think that. Like they're nothing but powerful. With like four, I loved it, but it's not real. Like apart from Kira, there's no real 
char- like characters with actual scary powers or actual woe that characters right. are going to die. Right, 4 is very much like a slice of life that introduces a villain halfway yeah. through, which, yeah. is, which is great. I mean, I love part 4. Part 4, okay, part 4 was part my four. favorite. Part 5 is really getting up there. Like Part it, 5... Part five has some bits. Like also, they destroy people. Like they, like the fact that unlike part four, which like you said, a slice of life. Part five, because it's based in already like the mafia, and you're not yeah. Joe Star, you're Dio's son. Like you're yeah. following a Dio's son. It just it makes it that much like quote unquote grittier and like edgier. And I really enjoyed that. I enjoy it like so fucking much. And they do some really great. They have some really good stands. Like Green Day is. Who I wonder what they'll change that to, like oh. Mauve Morning or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like episode title right there, <laughs> Mauve Morning. Oh, I wish that would kill uh, me. Mauve Morning. It, it's like they they do some like and you know there's like such memorable stands in season five, uh, and I just can't wait for them to continue. I also forgot just how much of a shit Spice Girl is up until now, and then she transforms and changes, and they like it. Oh, it's good. It's got good character arcs, and it's got really good fights, and it's got a really good sort of, like, mix of season three, like, we're going on a traveling adventure fun hijinks around around Italy, so we get all the amazing, like, uh, like cutscenes and famous things that everybody knows, and then it's also got, like, just the clever inventiveness that was in season three that meant that was sorry season four season four yeah that that meant that season that gave season three sort of that drag near the end when it was just like well I suppose it's about five to eleven let's have another fight why don't we because yeah. uh, drag this on for yeah. another ten chapters part three was definitely like a lot of like it was the first introduction of stands obviously and and like a lot of it was really neat and cool and new but it was still pretty dudes punching dudes and part four changed that a lot and part five continues that but also adding a lot more like actual conflict in which is interesting. yeah like and they're, yeah it's just so they're so weird and clever and then, about it it's and then part six just falls on its ass a little bit well we'll see we'll see well is yeah. it still a, a like the bits i i've watched one one to three and a large chunk of four which i just didn't like for particular own my own reasons but the things i the, the fights i most enjoyed were ones where someone outsmarted someone rather than just having a better power is, is that it's, yes is that's yes. what that's what that's part what four this and part is doing. five are yeah like that's that is like that is what part three only did sometimes and that's what part four mm. and part five do the vast majority of the time yeah like the, um, the finale to part four is fucking insane because that dude has like Keurig has a power that fucking resets time. Anybody figures out his name and it just doesn't make any goddamn sense, I, but they I, still make I, it so good. I should say that is the only problem with part five is the ending four makes five. No, no, no. I'm talking about part five here. Oh, okay. The ending of part five. I don't understand it. Okay. And I thought that that, I thought that that was what was good about like Echoes in the anime was that I understood how that because the whole point of Echoes is that it uses like manga like mm-hmm. uh, explosions and sound effects to actually affect the world, which kind of worked. But then when it's an anime, it really works because you can see how the manga yeah, effects yeah, yeah. work like are actually. And it's used. really cool. Yeah, yeah. But ending of part five is a mind fuck, and I don't want to ruin it. If you guys haven't read it, have you read it, John? No. Okay, I won't ruin it, but like, I, <laughs> it's really where Arakai kind of digs himself a hole. There's some, and I'm just, and I'm just like, oh, I don't. A bigger oh. hole than rebooting the entire series by going to a parallel universe. Yeah, yeah, kind of like, <laughs> okay. I don't know. It's it's a very odd ending. 
Uh, and then there's like a throwaway chapter, which I don't know whether they'll do, uh, which is a, which uh, was it's sort of like a weird finale on stuff. But anyway, I won't I won't ruin it. But yeah, I think season five's ending is a real um, mess. But hopefully they explain it in a better way than they did. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of real messes, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ben. I really didn't intend to that for that to go so long. I know that you're suffering, and I see you no, crying. I mean, part of like, part of silently. why I love when we talk about JoJo is that every is that every like thirty second conversation suddenly turns into a five minute conversation. So I'm just like, <laughs> oh, and remember in part one, oh, and remember in part three, and then part the second part of part three is yeah. No, Hold on, that's good. not what we did. That's being very disingenuous. I see the you're crying blood right now, but you need to calm down a little bit. So yeah. It's fine. It's intense. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of crying blood also, uh-huh. uh, so Duncan, you're caught up with index, right? Oh, a no. certain magic. Yeah. Index, season three. Uh, now I can see. Yeah, I do, do think after 10 episodes of index watched in our own eyes, we're pretty much just streaming blood tears. Why is this show so bad? bad? Why is this show so bad? This is not the question we should ask ourselves, Ben. We should be asking why are we still watching it despite no, it being so no. bad. No, we like we have to explore the unknown. These are these are caves that other people aren't <laughs> spelunking. Yeah, I like, suppose we do have to put the hazard tape up and warn them and why no one should ever sit set foot but, in this particular but, storytelling like, like, can land I just, again. Can I, just, can I just ask why did you even start watching it? Like, because there uh, must have been something good. Like, it was very popular back in like the, the late two yeah, thousands, and not all I, I know. watched it. And it was fine, and then I watched Railgun and really liked the yep, certain Railgun scientific great. Railgun spinoff, mm-hmm. and so that gave so me energy was, to watch through season two. What was great two. about Railgun? Um, it's kind of a like a, a jokey slice of life show where all the girls are super powerful psychics. So, right. so it's what you like about season four, Jojo. There you go. <laughs> okay, makes sense. Uh, but Index is just terrible because the two main characters are are annoying and stupid, and this is largely like i keep hearing that this is because the plot's being compressed um uh much like uh golden kamui's was but with much less deleterious effects in the case of golden kamui but like just just a million things happen they're all stupid and there's there's so many characters i can't keep track of and they they fight with with aqua and all the hidden christians in japan come and fight him and and, he, and, and I actually was getting, I think I was telling you guys, I was getting offended because he's like, oh, I have the power of the Virgin Mary, which means that I am both a saint and a god. And I'm like, what? What? This is so <laughs> what? I, th- I think he's, we should just, well, attempt to ground why, why this particular facet well, first, of Index's just, law is so bad. Let's like, explain so, first what happened, though, because like, it's important to like actually know what was going on with a certain magical index. Well, I think that the thing to worth establishing is that they have... It's like two, two. Their essential thing is superpowered teens, but with them being two different sources. You've got magical, and you've got sort of um, how would we describe the academy city? Scientific stuff. Yeah, but, psych- like psychic technological something. Yeah, and the the science stuff is a bit hand wavy, but they tend to take. Yeah, the science stuff works well, in my opinion, because they take a one concept like, okay, this guy can change the vectors of any anything which is himself, anything which is shot at him, whatever. And what's the what? You take that one idea and you logically extrapolate it out to what his powers could be. Whereas the magical thing is, this person can quote 
book six, chapter 12 of this obscure religious tone. And because they can do that, that means... Yeah, all the magic is religious-based too. That's also, yeah, it's all based on like religious belief. So yeah, but it's it's based on dogma. Yeah, and and it's it's like uh, people win fights because they know chapter uh, and verse of things which other people don't. It's like aha, I'm <sighs> going to defeat you because I know the secret. It's it's Latin meaning of of this this particular. Uh, it's it's more like, like it's 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 like. It's it's like you you get these these doc, doctrinal fights. You if you listen to any like uh, podcast or, uh, for instance, like the history of Rome about the the late years of the Roman Republic, and you hear how these doctrinal uh, sort of fights come between different branches of the church. It's like they took one of these these meetings of cardinals arguing about out the different ways you can interpret the Bible and actually just made it so that they were fighting with superpowers while doing so. Yeah, and like, I think you described it earlier as, as like, over-caffeinated kids coming out of Sunday school and then just using whatever, like, stuff they've heard to make up superhero powers for it. Because, like, the thing is that, like, there's these four angel, these four human angels that are, like, that are using... <laughs> They're being used by the Pope to try to, like, consolidate the power of the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm it's, just it's tired trying to explain it. That. I don't want to explain it. Like, cause, like, but yeah, cause, so, like, so, like, they try to use the spell that kills saints, the, uh, the hidden Christians who are on the side of Academy City, because one of them is friends with Toma, the main character. That's largely just it. Uh, and he, he's like, he's like, oh, that really hurt. Luckily, I'm both a saint and an angel. So I am immune to what would kill the other one. And it's like, oh, fucking hell. Yeah, it's, it's like the most pedantic fights ever. It's like, ah, I'm, I'm technically correct. And that's the best kind of religious yes. correctness. And then therefore I win. <laughs> so they fight the saint that's come, that's come to, to steal Index because she's got all this, these magic books in her head. Put it put there by the Anglican Church, which is separate and distinct from the Roman Catholic Church and its political goals, uh, and and then they fly to England, where yeah. a coup is attempted by uh, Queen from Queen Elizard and her like three interchangeable daughters. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Andy, t- tell me if 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 this would confuse you. Uh, okay. They're flying from uh, France to mm-hmm. to England from mm-hmm. Paris, and yeah. and uh, uh, we hear they're 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 flying over the Channel, and they need to divert t- to uh, have an emergency landing. Uh huh. And they're going to. Uh, and at that point, we hear right. The nearest place they can set down is between uh, uh, Kendall and uh, Carlisle. What? 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's like somehow that the, their emergency and landing ends up being in the other end of the country in Cumbria, and then the next thing we never actually then well, where see are they them in Scotland. Land? Like they were, they were they were flying to know. they were flying Allegedly to Edinburgh, Edinburgh for some reason. Why? Why but then were they in... not just taking the tube or the French the tunnel? Oh, the tube got the tube got blown up. Oh, let's not even talk about the tube. No, the tube no. got blown up by French terrorists. <laughs> It did literally. Are we going to cover magical Brexit then, Ben? Yeah, I guess so. It's I don't, I can't explain what happened though. That's the thing. Like I, <laughs> I have, all, I bragged earlier about all the notes I have, but I don't have any notes on index because it's just like 
it's just people yelling what's happening all the time yeah. and it's just like scenes changing. And it's like, Oh no, she's got the sword. It can cut, it can cut through the fourth dimension, what? which produces like stupid yeah, huge I think cubes. You perfectly Ben that the, the, that there's no, no, no dialogue. It's only exposition. It's, it's monologues all the way down. It's just, it's, it's they've obviously just trying to cram so much information in. It's just expo- expositionary monologues being shouted constantly. And, oh god there's there's no character development it's just pushing its way through the law as quickly as it can uh, and it's just so stupid the, 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 the it's like we we talked like before about how good shows are uh are focused on their characters like this has no regard for character consistency it has no regard for character development even tome has been the same fucking idiot since <clears throat> episode 1 he hasn't learned anything he's just got a right hand which I would say defeat eats any other power. Does uh, whatever is necessary. <laughs> Carefully phrased. Um, yeah. He, he just literally sticks his right hand out, goes, ah, ha, ha, this breaks any power you've got. Okay, next. And uh, it's just, I think, they, and the, in a way they reveal how, just what a shit character he is because they actually, when they split, they split the arc of this past two seasons into sort of two two simultaneous arcs you've got the academy city arc which is mainly focused around a character called accelerator and you've got like the uh the ongoing religious arc which is focused around toma and there's a side character in the academy city arc which is basically just toma without his right hand uh a no, no good uh, a, a guy who has no powers and just yeah, he's a he's still- a zero <laughs> yeah, who, who who just try who nevertheless still tries to fight um, pe- people with special powers, and he just gets beaten the shit out of him constantly, and and always rescue ends up getting himself into trouble, and then improbably rescued by an, someone who does have powers, and that's what Toma should be. That's what Toma would be if he didn't have this get out clause in his right hand, and it just reveals just how stupid he is and how. Well, yeah, he gets he gets he gets out of the hospital to go like fight against Aqua, uh, Aqua of the Rear, which um, they uh, they changed halfway through the 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 subtitles titlers change it halfway through the series to Aqua of the Back because Aqua of the Rear has a I don't know a little bit of a playful connotation, <laughs> I guess. But uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, and 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 like someone's literally like you're gonna die because like you like had like several ribs broken and a and punctured lung. And he's like, no, I've got to fight, and it's just like it's annoying because it's, he's supposed to be completely normal, except he's got a hand that if it comes in contact with any magic or technology, it cancels it. Um, called like Imagine Breaker, right? Dumb. Yeah. Uh, and and but he also just has like superhuman healing powers because the plot needs him to constantly God, beat up to show like... how normal and average he is. But then like the very next episode, he's up again and fighting, and he's like, "Oh, I feel really bad," and and it's and goes back to fighting, and it's just like that's it makes you like not he doesn't have any weight to his character because he just like yeah, I, I mean such a fucking yeah, tryhard. We, we, we've sort of discussed um, My Hero Academy. Academy before and how like the fact that someone does or does not get injured and whether his injuries do or do not affect him is significant to whether he has character growth and Toma just doesn't he just gets constantly beaten down smacked around and none of the injuries ever have any permanent effect on, yeah. on him on and the very next episode immediately on the very next episode he's on a plane to Britain and he stops the world's most inept hijacking 
<laughs> in the world. <laughs> Uh, where the where like, the where the staff is actively he's like mostly fighting this the airplane staff because they want to stop him from interfering with his hijacking. Uh, so that's that's also weird. And he goes meets the queen, and they just talk about bullshit for a while. And then the daughter, whose specialty is war, because the queen has three daughters, which are the specialty of of like brain, fist, and heart or something. And the fist daughter, of course, is like we're being weak by not directly fighting against the Roman Catholic Church. And I'm going to I'm going to make us stronger by having extremely an incredibly bloody coup which literally 10 minutes in everyone's like well this coup's not turning out very well but we can't stop it can we um which is where I start making <laughs> no. the magical brexit jokes where it's like wow a lot of people are actually dying from this coup uh but I mean you can't just like stop having a coup uh which after Toma and some of the magic some of the hidden christians from Japan and the queen uh, have a big fight in front of Buckingham Palace. Uh, then they do stop the coup, uh, and that's the end because she um, dissolves this, dissolves the magical sword that can cut through the fourth dimension and gives a piece of it to every citizen of Britain. And now they control the fate of the country and not the queen wielding a magic sword. What, what? they so. give a piece to it to everybody? How small a piece have they given to everyone? It just it, well, and, it, and, it, it, it turns into magical glowing glowing dots. Andy, uh, come yeah, on. Right. and and oh, and. We we should at just point leave it. what the magic item she uses to do that is, which is a giant Union Jack. She waves. <laughs> yeah. At. It felt weird because I'm like I'm like, is this a Brexit metaphor? And I mean, it can't be. He wrote it like yeah, back in it. back in like uh, the late 2000s, but still, it's just like God. It's so just... and then and then we cut back to the Academy City arc, and I cannot. If you had a gun to my head, I could not tell you what happens in the fourth in the the sixteenth uh, episode, where like a new character comes in. She's like, "I hate Academy City, so I'm going to kill everyone in Academy City." Um, apparently, like one by one, not like by blowing up a bomb. Oh, or anything. right. Okay. And and yeah, I just don't. There's too many characters, and they all have weird acronym organizations they're a part of. And oh, I don't know why Accelerator keeps like having this dumb shtick of like, "I'm a villain. I'm just less of a villain than these other villains." I'm like, "Oh it's, God, it's, it's grow like, up!" Are no you one's 13? ever told him what an antihero is, and it's like, <laughs> or, or someone, or he has, and he <sighs> just feels like he has to live He's, up to the very dictionary definition of it. And any time he too, deviates, because, because like some guys, like oh, because this woman is like uh, dying, and they're afraid to give her this medicine because she's got a, she's pregnant. And Accelerator, like, uses... I don't know how he uses his, like, change the direction of shit power to, like, diagnose exactly how much medicine she needs and where. But he does. And her husband's like, oh, my God, thank you. He's like, don't thank me. And he's like, no, seriously, like, you, you saved my wife's life and she's more important than my life. And he, like, pulls out a gun and shoots, like, a bullet that grazes by the guy's, like, cheek. And the guy's <laughs> like, oh, shit, okay, bye. <laughs> what? Why even bother saving and then, and then Accel- like, and Accelerator's like, I'm a bad guy. I'm a bad guy. the veg lords. Oh, but there God. you go. Um, uh, we're almost done. The, like eight more episodes. We're, we're two thirds of the way through this see. shit. Do you guys yeah. hate I yourself mean, or what? It's. I think we're just determined to to just get through it. And it's just Mr. Toad's to, wild ride at this point. Like we're you don't unbuckle your seatbelt in the middle of the roller coaster, John. <laughs> That's a good analogy. Uh, I mean, it's. Yeah, I mean, it's it's bad. I, I, there's no. It is just plain bad. There's very little redeeming in it over the past arc. I can't think of any episode which has actually been coherent uh, or anything where i've actually thought oh that's a really smart fight or that's a <laughs> really cool little bit of um technology or stuff oh god 
the bomb. The, the, oh, they, 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 the Queen decides she's going to order a missile strike on, uh, on London to to destroy the the people surrounding her because she's invincible to conventional weapons, and she, she orders Wait, them to who's send. Who's invincible? The Queen. Sorry, the princess, not the queen. She, Fist, she's, got princess. This, she's got this sword and it makes her invincible. Andy, don't worry. We right, don't know why okay. either. Uh, no, because, no it, because it's, it's, no it's, a, it's the literal why. embodiment of like the nation of Great Britain. Like, yeah. So as long like on Britain, she is functionally immortal because by holding that sword, she herself embodies Great Britain and she can no more be destroyed than Great Britain can be destroyed. This is sounds super Brexit now that I'm saying it out loud, actually. <laughs> yeah, that does sound super Brexit. But it's 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 like oh they they, they this missile it's it's like this pisses this and one other thing pissed me off in particular. It was like she orders a missile and it's like, okay, and it's send this what was it? It was a bunker cluster missile missile. <laughs> what, what what? Which is like it's Bunker, bunker, cluster, cluster missile. missile, cluster. So you have bunker buster uh-huh. missiles, which are <laughs> missiles which are which traditionally are a very small, are uh, designed to channel all their explosion into a very small area and blow a hole in a bunker. And you have cluster bombs, which are designed to send a huge explosion over a big area. Uh-huh. And so a bunker cluster, it seems to be two things which do the exact opposite thing <laughs> combined into <laughs> one name, and it is the most ridiculous idea i have ever heard and i have it's just like i do not know how on earth they arrived at the name because it is just incredibly stupid and then on top of that we get uh, the fact that they they seem to be randomly naming all the the warships so so you've got the hms wimbledon and (laughs) all these other daft little it's like the most provincial british it's the wimbledon the churchill and something else i can't remember it's it's like all these Dumb, dumb <laughs> British cliches channeled into. I mean, one. at least it's staying in trend with it being stupid all the way down. <laughs> yeah, and the, the the final thing, the final thing which deeply enraged me was the 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 shouting of acronyms as spells, which I think Aqua and Index both both yeah. are particular criminals of. It's like they go X Y Z T C P V J B. And then something happens, and it's just like yeah, they're they're saying Hebrew letters, but they choose to translate them as just English letters. The English equivalent of those letters is dumb. Yeah, it's bad. I did like the girl who like writes her spells uh, in the air with chalk, and then the chalk dust coat goes off and becomes a spell. There's like the thing is, there's like good shit. That's but it's cool like, bits. It's literally flecks of flecks of gold in a pile of pile of feces. So <laughs> yeah, but no, like and and just also like. They run out of with this many characters with literally just like dozens and dozens of characters. They just run out of stuff. Like they're like uh, there's Kuroko the the uh, the teleporting girl with the old lady voice who I love, and there's just another girl who looks a lot like her who all whose power is also just teleporting, but she's just not as good at it as Kuroko is. And then our big bad uh, uh, Fiamma of the Right or Flame of the Right because they're themed by directions and by elements. His power is he just has like a big big monster. <laughs> It's that's mostly it. Like I don't like what, what is his power, Duncan, besides just having like a big monster hand. Sort of sounds like every smartphone anime where they have to have like some episodes where they just introduce all the other characters that people love but aren't related to this art, like sh- story at all. So they're just like, oh, here's like the twenty characters that everybody loves and knows from this series. This, no, this is the like bad the guy. This is like the main oh. antagonist. Yeah. 
It's like they obviously are in all are in the in the manga, but no one look. How can anyone learn to even have vague liking or thinking they're cool because they are introduced and thrown away in such a short time? There's no actual time for yeah. us to find out what is supposedly cool about them. Yes, it's and that, that's something that's something the original series did actually do. It's like in particular, Railgun was was as notable for actually us seeing how uh, Misaka's talent can be used in lots of interesting and different ways. Right, because, like, the writing is actually fairly clever when it's just focusing on one character, but, like, this, especially because I think Mm. they're trying to... The theory that I hear is that they're trying to cram everything that's left in uh, in the original A Certain Magical Index light novels so they can do a soft reboot for the um a certain magical index new testament novels which are generally thought to be like better and new yeah better new testament uh, but they're not going to get it because this is because this is sh- this is pooping this shit out is not going to make people want to want to watch a soft reboot of yeah. it so it does seem like a really weird way to re- reboot your series after like a 10 year break no it's not even 10 year it might be 10 year for index could it be? Oh, you would have to have me actually remember my. <laughs> no, it, yeah, it's it um it's over ten years, because uh, it, it it premiered on October fourth, two thousand eight was the, the wow. first anime. So yeah, yeah. But well, let's yeah. move on to some yeah. happier lands, away from Britain, and it's it's <laughs> Britain is a silly place. <laughs> well, I think I think we're on to stuff that's new this season, right, John? Do you have a list? I have a list. Uh, I can go Checked over it, it twice. <laughs> I go. I will Ooh, go over this it. time. Uh, yeah, we should probably <coughs> maybe speed it up a little bit. Break before. Oh, uh, don't worry. I'll get there soon. Well, I, I, I mean, best up the one. Um, real, the best thing this season is Dororo. That show is incredible. Well, I'll get. No, hold on. I gotta go in my order. You can't nah. tell me to do the list and then nah. skip around. So I have no particular order though. So I'm gonna start with <laughs> uh, Manaria friends. Manaria friends. Uh, this dra- yeah, it's Manaria. a Rage of Bahamut, Manaria Friends, which for some reason in English they localize as Mysteria Friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's not good. It's boring. Uh, What's it about? What is, what it's is like it about? It's like 15 minutes. It's like it, it takes place in this magic school and there's princess and she's friends with like a princess who's half dragon, half human. And then she gets called away to go stop a fiery phoenix from destroying the library. And the characters are just lame and one note and boring. Granted, it's only one episode, 15 minutes long. So maybe I'll watch a second. But ugh. it's uh, one of it's a Psy Games production. It was mm-hmm. it's located in the, the larger Bahamut um thing and i watched it primarily because i really loved the previous two shows they put out for that and this just wasn't much cop uh as john has said and i think notable it's been in development for like three years (laughs) really yeah that's sad it it was it was it was due to be released i think um 2017 and for whatever reason, obviously, troubled production, it has only ended up coming out now. I mean, it's quite well animated and quite yeah, I mean, it prettily looks drawn. But it's just boring. Although yeah. I, there's, some, there's also some major Yuri baiting going on with the two princesses. So, you know, yeah. that'll go nowhere. What's it cool? I'm just... I, I, best case scenario, it ends up, up like a uh, monster musume, I think, at the moment. And that's best case scenario. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to get there. I don't even... I've never seen it, but I can guarantee that it'll never get to monster musume levels. Anyway. <laughs> next what up. Is it, what next is it up, called, uh, sorry? 
Minaria, Minaria, Mysteria friends. <laughs> Rage of Bahamut. I can't find it on uh, this list. Don't bother. Don't bother. It's not good. Okay. It's I fine. Um, you'll get a link later if you yeah. want. Uh, okay. Second. Uh, Lord. Okay. Here's the name. <clears throat> Lord L. Malloy II's case files. Open brace. Rail Zeppelin. Cro- close brace. Grace note. A gravekeeper, a cat, and a bitch. Oh, you fucking bothered to watch that? I put that on my list and then so, thought it was just a bit too edgy and was like, nah, I'm not going to bother with this shit. Is it good? Nah, it's fucking good. It's really good. Um, it's also only one episode, and I was saddened by that, but I guess they're making a full series in July, so I'll have to look forward to that. I don't know why they put out this one fucking episode now. <laughs> they do previews whatever. sometimes nowadays, especially it, it, the off-TV show it in theaters, too. Maybe it was... Yeah, it sets up a really nice, like, setting, like, it, again, it's a magic school, but, like, in this case, like, there's this girl who's, like, an assistant for a teacher, and the teacher's got, like, some political bullshit going on with some people, and they, like, find, there's, like, a cat, and, like, curses and shit i don't know it's a lot of stuff but it sets up a nice little world and i want to see more um john Fair enough. i just want i'm maybe wrong about this but i'm pretty sure you've just without realizing it watched a fate spin-off i uh, could be i don't fucking know <laughs> i can believe it there's oh. a thousand million yeah, of those aren't there you're, quite, you're, you're, tainted. A... you're tainted now john no one will marry you <laughs> well now i'll just have to watch every fate series i guess that's where i'm at I yeah. game. um the million games that's not gonna happen i don't i don't play next (laughs) Next up mob psycho 100 season two everybody knows that's great moving on uh i should say i I love i love like it's doing a very good job of reminding me what i loved about season two as well as season season one one, sorry and then also sort of like confirming that mob is growing as a person and he's got he's got yeah, an emotional like, like there's this one bit where he's been picked on by bullies and like if you flash back to this time like first season he would like suppress his feelings and then it'd explode and then he'd just attack them and sh- like crazy shit will happen. But in this one, he has these this backbone of friends and colleagues who just come like and like one help. after another. Yeah, it's hilarious. hilarious and it's so reaffirming because it's just like not only is mob growing but it's like absolute loser like. I guess like that loser trope, like he's gaining friends and like a foundation of people he can trust. And it's just sort of like, Mm -hmm. if you sort of like link, I don't know, like all his psychic outbreaks to some sort of like mental illnesses, like depression or something. It's just like, this is what you need to be like a stable human being. And it, it really connects with me and I really, really fucking love it. I just adore it. As well as the animation's amazing. And like, I, Oh God, it's so good. Anyway, I mean, obviously, the first first episode of this season is probably one of the the, the best single episodes I've seen of a anime for a good few years. Yeah. But it's it's like we it's really hard to talk about unless you talk about all the development mobs already gone through to reach that point, which is really good in a second season of something, but not so good about when you're but, trying to explain something. But this before is, going this on is, to the next this anime. Is, this <laughs> is why, like, because people compare, like, it's impossible not to compare this to uh, One Punch Man, but this is why I think it's so much better than One Punch Man, because it's, it's, it's evolving a character as opposed to, like, a world. And One Punch Man is great. It's One hel- Punch Man does this too. It does that too with Saitama all the time. Right. Yeah, so. but not in the same... It but does. not in an, as an interesting way, I think. Mob Psycho is a more well, interesting well, way. Interesting. I think Mob Psycho... Kind of Mob Psycho is a better Mob Psycho's anime. better. It's, it's just better. Yes. But... One Punch Man, though, people people fucking underrate One Punch Man because they all just assume it's this big fucking action comedy thing. But no, no there's a lot more to it. I would, sure, but I would not. say Mob's concerns are closer to our concerns than... Uh, 
than Saitama's is in One Punch Man. I mean, I, I mobs, mobs more. I relatable. could agree with you, but what we saw in the manga, I didn't think it. Dis- oh, sorry, what I saw of the anime, I didn't think it displayed many of those tropes. Now I know that the manga has been going on for ages, so I can totally believe Don't that worry. It happens. When, when season two comes out, I'll bring this back. Okay, up, you- which will be in what fucking fifty years? <laughs> who knows? It keeps getting like nobody knows. Uh, Anyway, next on the list, uh, The Promised Neverland. I really yeah. like the manga. I think this is kind of fucked up and stupid and boring. Um, the, the pacing's all off. I, really? I wasn't really sure like why it felt off to me but until I read some explanations of what was going on. So the first episode is devoted entirely to one chapter. Uh, the rest of the season apparently is going to be like 35 more chapters. Oh, um, wow. The second episode... Is there an index? <laughs> it's, it's either the second episode or the third episode where they, like, figure out, like, what Mama's doing, like, with, uh, with like, the demons yeah. and shit, like, why she's doing it, how she knows what she's doing. Uh, but in, in the manga, like, so these kids are really fucking smart, obviously. Like, they're 11 and they're dealing with a siege mystery. Rewind, let's just explain this is Yeah, about, okay, yeah, you're right. Just explain like, what it is. Go ahead. It's about kids who are in an, who are in a nurse... Uh, not a nursery, but they're in an uh, uh, orphanage and uh, they believe that they're going to be taken away and that these kids, like, they stay there for a while. They do these crazy, like, these weird tests. They get tattoos on them. And then they think that they're going to get taken away and, they're, you know, they're going to find someone and they're going to live, like, happy long lives. Yeah, they're going to, like, get, ado- get yeah, adopted. Yeah, and, What and actually happens is at the end of the first episode, so this isn't really that much of a spoiler, but, like, at the end of the first episode, one of the girls takes away and she has a bunny rabbit. So they're, like, they leave the bunny rabbit and the bunny rabbit's really precious to her. So, like, shit, let's go give the bunny rabbit. Let's go to the gate that we're not allowed to go to under any circumstances. We cross this gate. We're not allowed to pass under any circumstances. Uh, And then they go there and then they find out that actually what's happening is that they're killing them for food for aliens. And so it swaps all of a sudden. Nicely. I mean, it was kind of, I felt quite heavy. I haven't read the manga. So for me, the anime, it was just like, like I was, there was a bit in which the woman, like she go, like the little kid who dies goes, I love this place. I never want to leave it. It's the best place in the world. And I'm like, well, there's a fucking death flag if I've ever seen one. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, like, as though, yeah, she dies, you find that she's been used for food and they're actually not people, but they're cattle uh, and that they're using, uh, yeah, they're being, they're being raised for uh, aliens to be eaten. And like, Demons. Yeah, and and the, the I, sorry, I, I I don't know if they're demons or aliens. They they are an they are a I guess an a a non-human body and form. And so yeah, so to me they're aliens, but they could be demons. I don't know because you read the manga. I guess they're now demons. Well, the show the show calls them demons. So sure, but that could <laughs> just be what they believe well, okay, to be demons. Uh, yes, the manga explains it later. You'll see. Yeah. Um. At any rate. Um. So then they so try and g- escape, basically. Yeah. Yeah, so I will say that the one good thing I think the show does is it captures this sense of foreboding and then delivers on it like pretty strongly um, by the end. Like the, you can tell that something's fucked up like from almost minute mm. one, and it just kind of slowly you know, escalates. And then mm. once they once they see what's going on, the next episode like mom's super fucking menacing and they're trying to like deal with that emotionally, and it's pretty okay. The problem is that. It's fucking flying at lightning speed, and so See, I, there's a moment okay, like okay. when they're talking in the forest and like talking about like how Mama knows what's going on and like uh, how, how everything's working, and and like they do this all in just a single conversation, and it's like, oh, these kids are fucking—they're not just smart; they are omniscient. <laughs> I'm going to slightly push back against you yeah. on that because I thought God. they. I, that's the so in the pre that happens in episode uh I think in 
episode two, they figure out how they're being in tracked, right? Uh, early in the episode, and which is, and well, no, they fi- first they figure out they are being tracked, and in episode three, it's revealed how they are being yeah. tracked, and which is that they have a little device inserted behind their ear. Now, as John says, if you, in terms of the dialogue which is going on, it happens really mm. quick. They, they're in their, their thing, they come to this conclusion, and wow, that came from nowhere. Except it actually doesn't, because in the second episode, when uh, Mom, the the sort of gatekeeper slash warden of this this kid's prison and slash orphanage, picks up one of the kids to hug them after they've come back from uh, uh, playing, yeah. you you see a hug hug and her, feel behind her and yeah. and yeah. yeah. And that at the time, that's not. There's no explanation given for it. But they do. And yeah, they don't realize that the significance. But they so don't I even think... make that connection. They never call that out ever. I know, but it's it's there for us. It's, it's it doesn't. I, it, first of all, that doesn't matter. That's not. Also, what I mean. for what it, I agree with you, but for, that's not what I'm what talking about. Worth, what I'm talking about is the fact. For what it's worth, sorry that like the uh, the way that whilst that is true, and that was a visual like for us a visual clue. Like uh, the way that they figure it out is not related to that. They figure it out because of when the baby, a newborn, comes in. Because as one leaves, another one has to come back. Like, uh, like when the newborn comes in, like they're like, oh wait, they have that injection behind the ear, don't they? Every time. So then she checks that, and lo and behold, like she remembers. Anyway, carry on. So that was a problem. So again, not the problem. The problem is that like. In the manga, they they talk a lot, but they also like dig around. They look they like they have a fucking library that they go into and dig around in and learn about the world and like start make guesses about what's lies and what's not lies. None of that is addressed in the show at this point, and I'm sure they'll get to it briefly in another episode because they have to eventually for specific reasons. But the pacing is it's just fucking flying by. There's there's no time to absorb anything. It's not good. I don't like it. I find I find that the fate pacing is fine. I don't really. I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna read the manga, and I don't care that they spend most of their time researching. I like the fact that they've sped it up because if they're going, because my problem with the anime as a, and this is just the concept. Like, so they're trying. Like, the whole thing is that they're trying to escape. I just want them to fucking do it already. Like this build up. I'm just not caring about and i'll you say that but then after they escape it gets infinitely oh, worse oh yeah so, i know, you know. <laughs> and that's what i want to get to like they're at a bad point and, and i appreciate that they're building up and i appreciate that they're trying to like link some stuff and they're trying to you know like make you think about how they're actually going to do it because the thing is, is that they're not wanting to have one or two people escape they're wanting everybody the whole room of what is it like 13 but 32 yes but there's no tension right now Mm, like there needs to be some tension tension. and they're not doing a fucking thing to make that build up like at the end of the third episode the the new the sister crone like she already has revealed the fact that she knows what's going on to the kids and the kids are reacting to that that takes so long and that is built up very expertly in the manga and then this is just fucking dropped out of nowhere and who cares there's nothing to it there's no tension it's just i mean it's just an event i i just I would, I would like to for it to. I'd like for them to actually escape, and I know that more shit's going to happen when they escape. I'm expecting that, but this is my point. It feels very much like it's stalling. What I'm saying is, after they escape, the manga gets worse, so you shouldn't look forward oh, to really? it. Oh, really? Okay. Well, and I'm, I've heard people disagree with that. I think they've said that it gets better, uh... but I can't say because I've not read the manga and I'm not going to until the anime. Before finished. we move on, very quick. Sister Crone has a really, really 
She's racist, racist design. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. That's anime. Well, it doesn't have to be that way. It shouldn't be that way. We shouldn't just accept it and let it pass without comments. They aren't going to listen to us. Yeah. I mean, for what it's worth, it's slightly better black representation than others. But it's still not the best. Oh boy, it's these, a these, these crumbs are delicious. <laughs> Let me feast on them. Nah, it, between between this and like the weird "lol can't see black people in the dark" joke and running oh, the wind, me. I was. Uh. I mean, it's like you've got the the stuff going on with um, uh, the the tennis player at the moment, the the mixed mixed race. Uh, a Japanese American tennis player who got uh, whitewashed in a, an advert for one of her sponsors in Japan. They they animified her and and basically mm. turned what is a quite dark skinned young lady into an extremely pale skinned young lady. And it was just like, well, I don't know. And I, I know it's like something. John says, okay, well, we should just like go well we're not going to change anything our buying habits aren't and watching habits aren't anything they care about but nowadays things are global properties they do make money from places like like here and if they they start hearing pushback from people speaking about things that's gonna slowly but surely make a difference slowly but surely but even then the the amount of money that they're getting from us is minimal i'm not saying that people shouldn't talk about it in the west i'm saying that we like, what are we going to do? Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, but everyone thinks that. Yes, but you we're... You can't th- just... Right now, we're four people on a podcast that, what, like, 12 people listen <laughs> to. I, Closer to 20, I, but... <laughs> I agree I agree with I agree with both of your sentimentalities, but I do also think that we should, we should raise these points and address them and then move on and just be like, it's a shit thing that happens in a thing that we really enjoy. Right, exactly. Um, like, we, we can't... I'm not going to be able to do anything about it by talking here. I know that it's fucked up. We can call it out for being fucked up. Uh, okay. Yeah. Just trying not to let it s- s- come off as normal. Like it, it, yeah. I continue to, when people like talk about uh, black representation and depictions in anime, like it feels really weird that the, the one that I think is probably the best depiction of a black characters in fucking black lagoon, which I hate, <laughs> but Dutch, but Dutch <laughs> is like a cool, normal person who like, they never like, do that minstrel style art on him and he never has like weird about, stereotypically mm. black interests and it's just what about great. Simon yeah. from uh, Durara <laughs> I'd have to wa- I'd have to watch Durara oh, he's fucking he is, great he is, oh, he's I love, pretty I love good, Simon. but he's still like hefty black guy who can't really speak uh, Japanese and just wants to buy su- sell sushi well he's Russian yeah he's a black Russian yeah that's weird <laughs> It's a. <laughs> it is weird, but I mean, it's also like he's cool, like he's fun. Yeah, yeah. It, it's he, it. It feels weird that just like the highest praise I can give for a, a depiction of a black character in anime is like he's just a guy, you know. <laughs> What's even weirder is like there's there was a whole f- flashback against one cosplayer because she was black, and they're just like you can't cosplay as her because she's a white guy, and she's like fuck oh, off, I can God. cosplay as who I want, and I'm just like no white people okay. can cosplay as as most anime characters because they're all they're all Asian, right? right? Yeah. Oh wait, no, white's the default. Right, moving on to more problematic shit. Fucking Shield Lord or whatever she's called. Shield cool. Lord. <laughs> wait, how do you know I was going to go there? You just fucking called that out. Yeah, Shield Lord. That's, uh, no, the Rising Shield of the Lord. Shield Hero is an isekai. Uh, this dude and three other dudes get transported into this fantasy world because there's something called waves, I think, that are going to destroy the planet and 
or destroyed shit. They're just going to cause wreak havoc, whatever. Uh, and these four heroes have been summoned to save the world. And he is the hero with the shield, and the shield hero is, like, apparently just has a reputation for being a loser, and everybody treats him like a loser, and then there's a woman who fucking uh, accuses him of rape falsely, and then he buys a slave, and then... Oh, so there's, yeah, it's... It's got some fucked up shit. Yeah, as you do when you're sucked into another world and everybody fucking hates you and you're desperate and angry and yeah. I mean, it's fucked up. He buys a slave. Like, that's pretty fucked up. Um, And I'm not going to defend that, but I will say that he doesn't treat her like a slave. Oh, he's, oh, he's a good master. <laughs> One of the good, good masters. <laughs> um, anyway, the show's way better than it should be and I'm enjoying it a lot and I will keep watching it. Fair enough. It was interesting because because uh, I think uh, Eve Iris on Karma Burn is also just like yeah, there's a lot of controversy and there's obviously these like the, the the author of the manga obviously has some serious issues like like Nick Creamer brought up in his anime news yeah. network review, but like he's like yeah, but it's it's a fine show and like Isekai is a bad genre anyway, so why not keep watching? Ah, fuck you! <laughs> God, all this mm, y'all just every I have time. To say, I'm not a big Isekai fan. Yeah, well, you're not a fan of anything good, so... No, that's true. Let's talk about good stuff. Kaguya What's Sama, next? Right? I had something else to say. How do you know that's next on my list? <laughs> what are you doing? Kaguya-sama. Kaguya-sama is like a romantic comedy, except without the romance, because who fucking cares? It's hilarious. Um, it's very these, good. These two people who are like the top tier uh, boy and girl in this rich, prestigious school. They're, they're president and vice president of the student club, and then they have a little underling who is pretty hilarious and cute. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are like, they clearly like each other, and they but they refuse to admit it to themselves and the other, and they are trying to get the other to admit it first, yeah, because, because... Kaguya-sama, love is war. <laughs> Yeah, uh, um, because of this, and the only problem I have with it is the the sort of core conceit, which I find really misguided. And I know whatever it's a joke, and you can't. That's do the it, point. I, yeah, I, I know, the entire but it's still, point. I <laughs> yeah, fucking it, shut the fuck up. Let me tell you, absolutely. I not. understand that it's the core fucking point, but it still sits with me odd that the idea that in any relationship there's one person who's greater than the other and i know that it's not the point but the fact that they think that there is the point makes me think that someone out there will believe that and then will go around and think that's true with all relationships I think that that's well, that, that, that's, that's, that, yeah that that even happens in like the the latest was it the latest or the the second episode where where someone actually like the the two main characters are basically two people following the worst romantic advice you've ever heard mm-hmm. <laughs> yes and it that, is. that's the show and it's, it's, I know it's the joke. Don't look, I'm not an idiot. I fucking know it's the joke. Like, <laughs> Andy, don't get did me you know wrong. that the joke is that there? <laughs> but but I think that you're, the way. I feel like your ju- concern is misguided. Sorry, I'll just finish this. Your concern is yeah, misguided sure. because like every other romance show is not like this, and that they're probably fucked up in different ways because they always assume that. Yeah. Know, no. I, like. You know, it's, what I mean. a, but it's like, a Harlem anime, or like there's yeah, all yeah. the girls will like Potato Gun, and these two people are very much not Potato Guns. They're very much their own characters, right? With extreme, like, uh, what's that word? Extreme, <sighs> like superiority complex. Yeah, yeah, they definitely uh, feel like they're better than right. each other. And, and else. Yeah. but then there's also bits of sweetness when, like, at the end of the yeah. first episode, where it's like, would you say that you love someone if you genuinely did feel that way? And she was like, yes, I do, but. It's just that core conceit that, like, the it starts off every episode where it's saying one character, like, 
in all relationships. It's not saying like in their opinion, it's the narrator saying in all relationships, there is one victor and one loser and one person dominates the other person in any relationship. Did you know that that's a joke though? No fucking shit. (laughs) But there are some people out there who I believe do not see that as a joke. And I think that that's the, Mm -hmm. I think that that could be a problem with misconstrued. You'd hope them watching this would probably would make disabuse anyone of of the the notion that this is a good idea. Yeah, but then also the fact that I mean, again, I know we're on episode three, so shut the fuck up. But the fact that <laughs> it's a very hostile episode. <laughs> The fact that every episode, and again, I know it's called Kaguya-sama, so again, don't bring that up. Every episode ends with Kaguya wins or loses. It's not the other guy who I can't remember. No, 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 no. That's definitely not true. It definitely says Shinomiya wins and loses. No, it definitely will say which one, like whoever is the aggressor, I think is who they call out. I well may again this could be because of but uh, that sits also that sat at least the first episode it was all Kaguya and that sat you might again, be right I might be just remembering wrong or putting it like I I can't really remember I know both of them have lost at times but that's different than saying the guy is specifically lost so far it's always the woman who's lost well but then sometimes then, she wins so well you know. yeah which is fine but again it it's then not he loses so it's this sort of again yeah it's her dominating him yeah again i i <laughs> whatever move on like I, well, I, what i'm saying is like it's but it's two-sided either way right like either she wins or she loses or they both win or they both lose right like it's it's yeah but even then but it it's not but the the point of the point of who wins and loses is always from the woman's perspective which then gives an opinion like just that it was the woman uh, fucking i don't know it just uh, sits with me a i bit. know what you're saying i think that uh you're thinking too much about it to be honest that's fine i'm happy to think <laughs> too much about something i just it just sits with me at least for now a bit weird the opening by the way is incredible let's just like maybe the best this season <laughs> i fucking love it like the the dark the james bond sort of like it's pretty good it's pretty good it's i like very, when they do good. the uh the like group the one thing that I yeah. really like is, and this is a very specific call out, but in the OP they do that thing where they like repeat the head turns like three times, and then the fourth yes. time is they're blushing, and I just love it yeah. every time. It's just so yeah. good. It's, I don't know. It's really nice yeah. to see that it shows that like because the first season, the first episode, they've been going, they've been together as sort of like the student council for a month, and it shows mm-hmm. that progression of time between them not having feelings and then them having feelings but not knowing how to realize it. It's right. really good. Yeah. Uh, and it perfectly encapsulates a, a progression of time without actually needing to go through it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's excellent. Cool. Next, Great. Do do Yeah, oh, so good. So. I guess this good. is an adaptation of like a seven thousand year old anime or manga <laughs> or something. I don't know. Um, it's a Tezuka anime manga originally. Oh yeah, um, it is Tezuka. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which um, is shown only in like the one clip at the very in the OP where it has <laughs> really mean, cute like Tezuka yeah. art style and then they never used it ever again. Also, uh, this is the best OP of the season, just to be clear. It has the most <laughs> trashy English like rock <laughs> OP of all time. I just yes. Isn't it Fuck. Uberworld? It's huh. I think it's Uberworld like who does it. I don't uh, know. I just fucking I love oh, they it. Did a, they time, did a bleach OP. <laughs> every time they yeah, scream fire, I just die inside a little bit and it's beautiful. Uh, it is anyway, enjoyable though. Go ahead and explain what it's about. It's about um a guy who uh about a uh a feudal lord who makes a deal with um the Oni of uh like Japanese folklore, the Oni like the evil 
uh, gods uh, to be able to be all powerful and to be able to rule over all of Japan. And in order to do that, they take away something precious. So what they do is they take is the um, his wife gives birth to uh, a kid, and then the kid gets blasted with lightning, and then he loses all his skin, his eyes, his uh, mouth, his arms, y- his ears. legs, yeah. and his ears, and is basically just like a weird. To- Pulsing corpse. And to be clear, I think I think the demons meant to kill him, but there was like a statue of Buddha that jumped in the way or something. Okay, that's interesting. I I envisioned it as a sort of like this is this is what we will do. We will not outright kill him because that is um that the end of the day, the most the more evil decision is the decision of man, and the man and the decision that he made was to kill the child. And what they wanted to do was to make. Hmm. something that's interesting suffer like that will make him suffer and it, killing him out them outright the kid outright will not make him suffer watching watching this per like this kid be like a fucking mess and then him forcing to do an action is i actually a lot like that better painful. i like that uh, better yeah. but also they call so much attention to that statue that lost its head that i don't think yeah. it's true I, it's I basically yeah that, i just think that's more of just sort of like a um, an emotional pull for the wife to say, like, you know, the, he has not been forgotten. Because what happens next is she, he he takes the baby and goes, just fucking kill him. I don't want him. Out, I want him out of my life. The, uh, the what's it called? The nurse says, I'm not going to kill you. That's too cruel cool a fate by the gods. I'm going to set you on your way. And you know, if you so puts desire boat, to survive, yeah. uh, you will, and puts him on a boat. Which then what happens is um, the uh, like the uh, guy, a traveling hospital uh, doctor who also makes prosthetics, sees this kid and then is like, "You've got a will to live. You must be important in this world." And he so like, I'm going makes to... a face for him, like a doll's face, uh, makes prosthetics pros- for him, and like prosthetic everything. Um, God, he... also this dude it really knows how to make prosthetics. Yeah, uh, he... limbs for <laughs> feudal Japan. I don't think I'm gonna guess they were not that uh, advanced no, in feudal Japan. No, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> the fact that Suzuki uh, was a, a doctor coming through again, just as it yeah. did. In when we watched phoenix mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> just like and, it does in everything he he does and you know in a world where yokai exists and he can he's blind oh, for sure i'm not people, at all i'm not complaining that is uh, not at all it's <laughs> criticism it's just a funny thing um but yeah uh, and, and then and, he realizes that killing yokai gives him his uh, abilities back like he kills a yokai and he gets his arm leg back actually back, in the yeah. first episode he yeah. kills like an awesome like sewer monster and then he gets his skin back yeah. and it's yeah. just like uh, that is yeah that's sort of the one thing which undermines you i actually like your reading of, of right of them making to him to suffer but i do think that the the yokai actually undermine that because they they he's not seeking them out they're seeking him out they're coming to him to get what's left of him it's it's like each one has took a bit of his soul or whatever and and took their power from it and each time but then he why kills would one they, of them he gets it would, back why would but, they go after his soul again I don't think that they are there's still a bit left the bargain yeah, they want to finish it off right yeah because there's still I mean you, again you could you could be right but I just I just feel that like he is travelling and at least for the fewer for the smaller grubs who admittedly just have like a leg like he doesn't like that's not a very important maybe it's a sort of like level of importance right like his leg isn't as important as say his skin or some other internal organs like his eyes or his mm-hmm. mouth like i just think that 
I just think that it's it's sort of trying to be like maybe like an allegory because at the end of the day, the thing that's going to bring this evil lord's downfall and I, you know, it's pretty much fucking day one like traditional storytelling like is going to be Dorado. Dorado's going to bring him down. Like he's going to destroy him. Oh, for sure. And, that's and that's even think, quite literal. Except it's not Dororo because Dororo's the, the boy. Dororo is the Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Dororo. Okay, yeah. So uh, he meets this, this Hakimaru? little... Hakimaru? Hakimaru, which Haki. is a hundred... Uh, which is Hyaki means a hundred demons and then circle means around so it's sort of like a hundred demons coming around again so it's sort of like saying how he's gonna kill a bunch of demons for, to, or anyway. how he's spread out through a hundred yeah um, anyway cool so I fucking love fucking love he, that I he love runs into manga. this little kid Dororo who's kind of a fucking piece of shit just like a real <laughs> asshole he steals from these guys and then scab. he throws he, 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 they like they like forgive him after you know beating him and he's like fuck you and throws some rocks in his face and the guy's like fine I'm gonna kill you uh, it's just like this kid is an asshole but then he like meets the uh, Hyakimaru and he's like I'm gonna follow you around arbitrarily because you killed yeah. that demon and you know you're scary you've and they're got, scary you've got interesting things going on and I've got but nothing yeah, uh, going on and like yeah I guess that's the entire show is he's just going around killing demons as they hunt him down and slowly getting his body back and we'll see where mm. it goes from there yeah I'm, I'm enjoying I, it I'm really enjoying it I love the uh, like all the backgrounds are done with this beautiful like water brush style sort of similar to um, Kaguya mm-hmm. that we mentioned uh, that we've talked about early and I just love it like the whole atmosphere and the settings like it's re- like for Tezuka to do something so fucking dark and Pat Mapper to really like go all, like whole hog on it is really quite insane and for a guy who just viewers like goofy fucking Astro Boy to pull this he's got some messed up stuff mm. but uh, this oh, yeah. is definitely... One, definitely one of his I mean stuff when you dig down at things like Blackjack or, or Buddha with its huge like he's he's got a manga called Buddha and a lot of that's that's wars and torture and mm. and like not what you're expecting <laughs> and people starving to death and yeah, plagues yeah. and yeah he he definitely does yeah it's as you say he's thought of as like yeah the the Walt Disney except he's very much got more than that he has this cute front to everything but it's it's dark as fuck <laughs> yeah 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 um, I'm my only my only downside is personally I really like Tezka's art. Uh, and and I wish there was a bit more of a hint of his artwork, and it's just it's completely gone. And I don't know whether that's like a, a directorial decision or whether that's sort of a legal decision where you know Tezuka's estate's been like, well, you can have the story and the name, but you can't have his art. You can't copy. I think it. it's it's more ed- it's evident in some of them. I think like um, Dororo himself is probably the closest to a traditional yeah, Tezuka character, and. Um, the bald blind monk, uh, whose I name I, I can't remember. He's got, I don't think he's got a name yet. But he he's quite. Uh, him and the doctor are both quite traditional things. And here's here's the the reason I'm watching Doro is that the director um, did um, uh, Rooney Kenshin, Trust and Betrayal, and uh, uh, Gundam you. Un- Unicorn. Yeah, I was going to mention that that was probably why. It also weirdly, John, you remember bringing up Zapang like two years Mm -hmm. ago? Yeah. He did did that too. He he wrote and directed uh, Zapang. (laughs) Oh, really? Interesting. It's weird. It's it's a weird career. Yeah, that's odd. And it's it's like, I remember when we did um, uh, Trust and Betrayal, like, I there was, I remember there was a a shot he did where he he did a a, a vertical um he he turned the the entire screen sideways and had it vertical to follow this the slash of a sword and he he does camera moves like that even in the in the early fight when um 
Doro is uh, knocked back. He's he's sort of knocked back and he he tumbles over. And when it cuts back, it cuts back upside down rather yeah. than the thing. And he he's really willing to experiment with where the camera is placed and how it moves around. And it's like so we've got a really well-respected director and a really well-respected source material, and they seem to be able to to mesh them really well and put lots of finances behind it. And if it wasn't for Mob, this would probably be my favourite thing this season so far, but the Mob is Mob. <laughs> uh, Furuhashi <laughs> Kazuhira also did uh, Le Chevalier Dayon, so he's not... It's not all great. Yeah, yet, it's not all so. <laughs> Not everyone can have a perfect record. Like, I, <laughs> I, I really... Yeah, I... I personally think it's my... I don't know. Let's see how it goes. I think Dororo could maybe top uh, this show, but I, I don't, it doesn't it's have really an idea. Strong, yeah. I, it's really strong, and yeah. Who knows? Uh, my suspicion is that it will end up being the Megalo box of this season, where it's just like, starts out great and ends up pretty mediocre. And then they downscale all the... Um... <laughs> and then they start downscaling it. Do we know if it's uh, um, got funding no. to go beyond... I... Th- 13 episodes or if it's just going to try and condense it within a single arc we don't know how many we don't know how many episodes it's going to do like there's not mm. any listing i think it's well, maybe that maybe door. it's the case that that if it, we we really hope this is going to be popular otherwise it is just going to be 13 yeah. episodes i mean it's noitamine it's an noitamine slot it's mapper it, it's got good standings it's got great production values it's i hopefully it will do well and it's tezka so yeah, you know, hopefully hope. it it really does do well, even if it's just a sort of like it deserves to. Quality. It does. Yeah. It really does. Yep. Uh, okay, I anyway. have one last thing on my list, uh, which I'm sure Ben will want to chime in on: the magnificent Kotobuki, which is a show about six girls, six cute girls flying planes in like a what? How would you describe six, the setting? Uh, like, they call it like a, a a wasteland or a borderland setting. I, it kind of reminds me yeah. of, uh, it's, of it's a wiki wild west. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's the wild west with planes. Yeah, I could go down. <laughs> it's, what the it's, fuck is this on? Because I can't find it anywhere. It's on, it's on the uh, high dive. High dive. <laughs> oh, that's I don't, why know, I can't if, I don't know if you got it in the UK, it. but um, it's it's pretty good. Like I actually like it, which surprised me because I expected to be pretty dismissive of it after a couple episodes because it's cute girls flying planes and that's more ben's thing not mine how dare you um i'm sorry it's it's true but i like the world they're in i like the like the factions they have like they just had little fucking sky pirates that in the third episode which uh, like <laughs> who are, try who to bribe people like weird by... corporate speak which is like yeah, a weird running hilarious. joke yeah, yeah, they, like, sales department show show them the heat of our guns <laughs> oh it's so funny it's weird um I like the aesthetic of it all, except the fucking CG. God damn, it's so bad. <laughs> it's it's really ugly. It's like 2016 Berserk level ugly. Yeah. I, I don't want yeah. that far, it, no, but every, it's, it's pretty bad. It's so stiff. And like, there's one thing where um, where it was just like a random shot where the, the first officer of the, of the Zeppelin, because these girls fly uh, World War II vintage Japanese planes on these Zeppelins that are the main... For, uh, tra- transportation connecting these isolated kind of wild west desert towns um, but he's like he like leans over and then like waves his hand and it was just like the stiffest like I, I don't have any experience <laughs> with animating but I can just see that this is just like a like a, a three call animation where it's just like body move <laughs> hand up it was just it's so it's like it, it looks really bad and there's no yeah, effort to integrate it into the scene and, and the, they make the it even work- worse because they keep they keep just switching to 2D animation yeah. 
It's like, okay, in the very first scene, the opening scene of the first episode, you have these pretty well animated, like, 2D men just, like, sitting around a table. <laughs> and it's like, okay, this is not what I expected from the PV. And then up walks one of, like, the waitress, like, she hands them some food, and she's got this fucking disgusting CG hands holding the plate. And then she walks <laughs> over to this other table of girls all the you know the main girls and they're all cg and then the fucking dudes walk over they're still 2d next to the cg girls yeah the it's that fucking it should be it should be all uh, cg it frankly should be all cg i'd rather why. all cg because then i could just not watch it <laughs> i mean or just not it's just because it's if it and even if it was like just a character was either a cg character or a 2d character but like as we were talking before this episode they keep like switching in like some scenes they're 2d which just reminds you how they should look and then you have to see them again with their like weird like uh mannequin two on the move bodies moving around and their it's... hair the fucking one with the two long like the gray hair with the two huge pigtails like yeah they're like... just like flopping around like fucking uh-huh. yeah. if if there's one thing we've learned about cg you see now me is that consistency is really important that mm. you you have to establish that th- that's the way someone or something looks is consistent and doesn't suddenly change and switching from cg to 2d for something just completely undermines your mm-hmm. belief of how it's structured if, if it's now we're going to probably come on to this in, in a, a, something i'm going to talk about after john's list but if you have terrible cg and that terrible oh, yeah. cg is consistent i i that's, I, um, that's I fine know exactly what you're saying. i mean that's fine because you it starts to become almost uh, a performance where you accept this is the level of reality for that world, but where mm. it's chopping in and out, it just you it can't decide which world you're in. It's a baffling in... decision, yeah. And then on top of that, mm. like you have the CG anime girls, and then you have the CG planes, and they don't match at all. They're just completely different styles. Yeah, like the yeah. textures are super dirty no, on noti- the planes. Yeah. Notably, the planes get so much more attention than the girls. Yeah, yeah, the it's planes like... look pretty good for CG things because you know they're machines, and that's honestly where CG often shines. I, mean, in I would anime. I would say this, these are some of the best. Like every episode so far, at least like half of the runtime has just been a prolonged dogfight, and I think yeah. these are probably some of the best sky sky battles that we've seen in anime at least I'm in not the past fa- decade yeah i'm not familiar with how that all that stuff is supposed to look or sound but it looks good to me and it sounds yeah. real good to me the sound design pops, is amazing the yeah. pops when they hit somebody uh, is just i definitely good. agree with the sound design but though, though me and ben have had a little argument that where i feel like the planes feel a bit like they're airfix models and he actually feels like they are actually capturing what a, a plane feels like when you see it but it's, it's maybe just but i do agree that the soundscape is amazing like there's they have one shot where they're, they're, i think they're face onto a cockpit and you just see the jet the the turbulence and you just get hear like it the plane rattling and the the flaps just making little noises as it and it's yeah it's really yeah. good soundscape. And just and it's and they also this is something that someone else I can't I tr- always try to cite when I'm stealing other people's uh observations and but I can't remember. But just like they oftentimes like just put you in the cockpit to try to like encourage you have these cuts between like really like broad shots showing just like the uh the fight going on a distance and then it'll cut into of the very the Hayabusa, like one of its main flaws as a plane was that you couldn't see behind you very well because uh, it wasn't a bubble canopy. And so, like, if someone got behind you, you couldn't see them. Uh, so just, like, they put you in these, like, claustrophobic cockpits where you can't see stuff um, or, like, make you look at other planes through gun sights. And just, like, it's a very visceral experience. And I think that the difference between you and me, Duncan, um, is these are very unstylized fights. These are very much just, like, trying to use 3D models to recreate the, like, literal experience of and the, the aesthetics of flying. Well, I think mm-hmm. that what you cited with, like, 
like Porco Rosso or Last Exile. Those are a lot more like it's like the the Shirabako thing of like don't show how it really happened. Like show the important moments and then like kind of skip between those. <laughs> like, like the keyframes philosophy. Which you think they would know since they're making this anime? Well, no, I think that it's it's very deliberately that. that yeah, I think like, it's a it's, choice. It's, it's, it's extremely realistic fighting um, because this is clearly where all their budget's going because it's not going to the <laughs> yeah. to the. Hate <laughs> uh, So I mean, I like that it exists. I wish that it wasn't so butt ugly, and I secretly hope that maybe if this like does well, that it will get will get Blu-rays with two D characters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe good luck. They've done it before. So I don't know, but there's also that. There's also that other. Fly- oh, sorry. Is there anything I just wanted to ping on? Oh no, no, that's no, it. I was going to transition to that after we were done. The I was other- just going to mention we had the other flying one, Girly Air Force, which I oh, haven't no. watched. Okay. It's just on my list, and I don't know whether it's any good or not. I mean, it's not good. So Girly Air Force, <laughs> Air- Girly Air Force asks the eternal question: If you could fuck an airplane, would you want it? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> would what? you would oh, you okay. want it to be a cutere or a or a tsundere airplane? Um, do, do I need to watch this? Like, should I? Fuck I mean, I don't, I don't. So, so it's really easy to make What's fun the of of the. Uh, well, you have to leave that up for yourself, Andy. Right. You have to look inside yourself. Right. And do I want? Do yeah. I want a, a frosty bitch or a pissy bitch airplane girlfriend? <laughs> um, How about but... I get the harm ending? <laughs> so it's, it's really easy to make fun of this squadron show's ending. setting and, and pretext because it's just it's like a military themed harem where there's these three girls which are. There's an alien invasion that's basically just been burning its way across the uh, across the world. It's destroyed China and a bun- and uh, the protagonist and his childhood friend, <laughs> who surprisingly is not in the running for the D, uh, which is not usually how it goes in uh, harem anime. But mm. uh, well, not yet. In no, no, she's, no, she's not in the running. Oh, she's boy. definitely just like just a friend, which is kind of nice. Weirdly, <laughs> I've been twisted and broken beyond repair. Uh, but. But yeah, so these three girls, which are which are designed to shoot down these like impossible shoot down alien craft, um, called the she or the shy, <laughs> but uh, uh, but he like meets one of them named Grippen because she's a, a JS thirty nine Griffin fighter from Sweden, um, but she has a problem because she like falls asleep when she's flying because she like runs out of energy, and they discover that him being around her like makes her have more energy for. Uh, oh longer periods of time, <laughs> um, but of they're but they're but they're also just like nice. Like like the protagonist is very potato like, but he also mm-hmm. like has a real backstory and real opinions, and he often does does things that are like selfish or unpredictable because like he uh, he hates the she because his mother was a pilot and he's really interested in, in aviation, and she got shot down at an air show when the when the she invaded. And he's got his childhood friend who, like I said, is probably not going to end up the like romance option at the end. Um, but she's from China and her like his parents made her promise to look after him if they weren't around. And there's like a really cool moment where where uh, he's like, I'm going to go like because he discovers that like the, the girl that he met when because they saved they saved their ship when they were refugees. Like she flew over and shot down one of the planes. And so. Uh, saved them from getting shot up by aliens. Uh, he realizes that like, he wants to like that she's in the air force base and he can go see her. And she's like, "Don't you fucking leave me! I'm all alone in a country where I know no one besides you. Don't go running off to join the military so you can see your airplane girlfriend." Um, so that's like nice that he did these things. And even even Grippin herself uh, has a very inconsistently, but when it works, kind of charming aesthetic where she's she seems like a cutere, like a really cool unemotional girl um but she's also like super clumsy and is like like 
very easily angered if if he underestimates her like there's this thing where um they go to the cafeteria when they've when he's got he gets hired on to to help like make her happier and more human roll eyes but uh but she's like she's like would you like dinner and he's like yes he's like yeah just bring me bring me uh uh he's like oh i just ate and he's she's like oh well, i'll get you tea and he's like okay and she comes back with her food and he's like oh where's my tea and she's like oh and goes back and brings the tea and he's and he's like oh there's no no tea bag in this in this it's just a cup of water and she's like oh uh and he's like oh you're actually kind of a ditz and she's like shut up so it's like that's this nice she's like pretending to be this like super like efficient like robot but she's actually kind of kind of dorky and lonely but i don't know it's not good but it's fine and i was expecting it to be really bad because it is airplane harem anime so i don't know and they introduced (laughs) and they used a new uh yeah i mean it sucks that they have to like he has to like love her into being a a better robot uh but (laughs) whatever there's they just introduced like uh the f f uh f15 girl uh eagle who uh is obviously an american and is blonde and tall and super super energetic and has big boobs so we'll see if that mixes up the dynamic a bit better but it's i wouldn't recommend it but like it's not the worst thing that's airing this season (laughs) yeah uh but yeah uh also feel that uh, duncan wanted to mention uh, was there anything left on john's list before no john's that's it Uh, I think the only things that are left... There's a couple of things that I haven't actually watched yet. I wanted to watch the quintessential Mm -hmm. couplet. I hope you're not trying to watch Kemuri Kusa because that thing looks ugly as fuck. I tried 10 seconds. I watched watched 10 seconds and quit. This is interesting because Kemuri... Yeah, it's really actually quite It's ugly. We're talking about Kotobuki being ugly. This one is fucking... Ooh, I wanted to vomit. It felt uh-huh. so good. <laughs> oh no, I'm not. Look, I'm not denying that fact at all. It's, mm. it's by the studio uh, Yao Yorozu, who is uh, the same studio who did the first season of Kimono Friends. Uh, it's the director, yeah, same. Yeah, director. director. No, and studio actually. It's the whole it? studio. Okay. Yeah, um, the same director as Kimono Friends season one, which is interesting because Kimono Friends season two is also this season, which mm-hmm. I. I have not watched. You're boycotting. Uh, I, watch. I don't know whether Ugh. I'm boycotting it. I just haven't gotten around to watching it. And I'm just like, do I want to watch it? Do I? I don't know. It's not going to be the same. It's a prequel, apparently. And I'm like, oh, whatever. Fuck it. Anyway, so this is, like John said, it's very ugly. It's, it's very damn. base. It's very base CG. Like, But there's something charming, no. for me at least, about, about it all. Like, it's very bad like they can't just they can't animate destroying a door they just do a very clever cut where they like punches it and then it's another punch and it cut and it's just like oh the door's gone now because it's facing the woman like but i think it's an interesting yeah, world it, it, it... and this is what was good about come on a friends was that it was an interesting world and the characters in it are trying to deal with that interesting world but they're in and this is again post-apocalyptic surprise surprise like he has a particular uh enjoyment of those sort of environments about three girls who happen to like be able to destroy some evil monsters and they need water and they one of them's like a quint and they all have weird superpowers and then the random guy comes in who's just a human and they don't know what to do with him i find it interesting yeah i mean yeah i was gonna say it's like it's he he's really good at creating a sense of mystery Mm. uh, about creating like strange things which are going on and giving you little bits of information and leaving you to to figure out the rest it's like the 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 
the the three sisters. I'm I'm not sure. We're not even sure if they are exactly sisters, but the three yeah. three three sisters is well, especially because be... one of the sisters, there's six of them. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. it's yeah, it's, it's like in the in, it, like they set up like the the there's this this really nice little fake out in the first episode where you have like this dynamic between two of the characters. One's like a, a like a, a small small little child and she sort of scouts and it's established she goes and looks for the water they need to survive you've got the older sister who's who's the protector and the 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 older sister gets distracted and goes off to to meet someone else and the and you you find out that the little sister explored into an area which was too dangerous and by the time the older sister realizes and rushes back the little sister's been attacked and is dying and you think, oh, she's going to save her because it's episode one. Nope, little nah. sister dies, yeah. <laughs> and it's only then revealed later that oh, actually she's like a clone, and there's three more of her waiting back home. And I it's thought like, there was like five, and there was originally yeah. six or seven, but they yeah. never, they they yeah, and so yeah, which is interesting. And there's an old, there's another sister they always refer to and talk about. Out, oh yeah, she taught us this and that, and and we never and but she's something's happened to her because she's not there. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think the th- thing is with the CG is you have to think of this almost like, um, maybe something like closer to kabuki theater or theater in general than it is to traditional filmmaking, where they're they're not to be looked at closely it's about the grand expressions and it's so see i don't i don't even think it's that i think it's necessary it just sort of like i mean i know what you're saying like it's it's not about the the minor details it's about the overall look and feel of it but like i think just like the studio as a whole like there's something it there's something there's a charm there's a sort of like ground roots sort of like uh indie charm to it that makes me accept that it's bad mm. and want to keep watching. I, I guess it's a good comparison with this will be Ruby, although I've never really watched it. Um, like, if you know what that weird show yeah. is, that also has amazing, like, beautiful art, and then you watch it, and you're like, this looks like garbage. Because, um, yeah. Uh, the, like, the, the thing with this is, like, to me, it almost they're almost puppet like and mm. that that's charming in its own way and but and the the weird thing is the backgrounds are at times really really quite beautiful and it's like you'll have this incredibly weird strange and eerie desolate background which is like some of the most strangely beautiful apocalypse its leftovers is that i've i've seen and and then you'll have these weird janky characters walking through it. And yet you have like, it's quite magical at times. Like that they're weird. They have this like giant tree inside a, <laughs> is it a um, boat or a car? It's, 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 it's like a, um, a, a railway carriage. Oh, and yeah. It's like sticking out of the, of a, a roof and it's roots are sort of spread around the area where they live and when they decide to move like it's it's almost like something out of Gib- ghibli where uh, they decide to move and so that this tree's roots sort of sprout up into legs and the, the this plant bus starts walking off and then 
with the one thing we're not mentioning because he's he's the most annoying thing in it is the single human they find and who is just like the most over the top enthusiastic about everything person mm. ever. It's like wow, it's amazing, <laughs> Sugoi. He's the circle yeah. of like Komodo friends, yeah. Uh, but and it it's just sort of one of those things in which it, it it's like if you have a great, a solid idea and a solid story and world, it doesn't really matter. Like, if they had more money, it would look better, sure. It would look animated more lovely, sure. But the story would still be the same. And at the end of the day, for me, it's the story that really wins over in this anime, which gives... And also the fact that he's done Kimono Friends, so he's already got form of being like, look, this is going to look garbage, but there's going to be some real good shit in it, if that's what your thing is. That made me want to keep watching. Yeah, I mean... It's whether or not they actually get anywhere with it, we'll see. But I, I, I do think it's, it's. I think are they full length episodes or are they a little shorter? They feel well, a little shorter full, to me. I think they're. I, I don't. I don't know. They, they feel about twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. Yeah. Um, twenty four minutes here. They, they look like full no, episodes. No, full I, I don't they know if they're pass quickly. Pam? It, it, the, the episodes certainly go by quickly. It, it, it's, mm. it's not something which drags like um, a, a truly bad series does. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, okay. I, I, yeah. I, what are you, you going to say something? Like, no, 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 no. I was going to say, I don't really have much more to say about it is what I was going to say. So yeah, yeah no, I, I, I don't really have anything. I'm curious to see how it goes. And like I said, it just goes to show, like this indie, this indie sort of feel to it, I think, adds a lot of charm to the crappy CG. And I'm not going to lie, it does look, at moment at parts, it looks fucking garbage. Um, but that's like, that's fine. This this studio, it's a real indie studio of about like five people and they don't have a lot of money. They didn't make much money from Kimono Friends. Uh, they just earned a lot of stature and hopefully this will do them proud. I really love it. I'm looking forward to watching more. Uh, yeah. Do you have anything else to add? Anyone? Uh, no. I mean, didn't she echo the chan? Did anyone manage to check that out? Yeah, I actually did no. manage to watch that. I, I like it. I don't really have that much to say, unfortunately. I like the darkness and the weirdness. I'm vulnerable to any mm. anime where, like, there's an exclamation <laughs> in the title. <laughs> so, like, near death, Edoka-chan uh, is funny. I like I like like the fact that she's naked, although one of the directors being like, I made her a bunny because it felt weird that she was naked all the time. I'm like, oh, you, <laughs> you didn't get it. Um, actually, all the all the directors are like, I was worried about adapting this because it's a it's a story about a woman written by a woman, and I re- was mm. worried I wouldn't get it. And I'm like, okay, but no, I thought it was I thought it was funny. I liked the first one the most, although I think that the that the second one that was directed by the director of uh, Midnight on the Galactic Railroad, uh, I think that that had like probably the best arc of anything. I don't know. It's nice. It's yeah, nice it to have the interviews. Yeah. Too, it had so. real weight to it that episode and it just went it was nice to me to show that it doesn't it's not always just going to be funny like that's so real it hurts it's actually sort of it, it put uh Ekoda chan into a more of a like more of a character than say just a comedy ang- like an observation on real life right sort of right why stuff. she why she's with this guy who's like obviously cheating on his on his main girlfriend with her and yeah. she's like and she's like, I hate her. I wish she was gone. Actually, that's not true. He's the problem, not her. Not her. <laughs> uh, was was nice. And I, like they said in the interview afterwards, because as Andy said, they have a they have like a eighteen minute interview after a three minute anime uh, with the director and the and the uh, Seiyu who who voices Etika Chan. And she's like, Yeah, it's really weird that he that he she was 
having these thoughts while like using her smartphone to like pluck eye to tweeze her eyebrows and was just lining up all the little hairs on a napkin uh in a row it was unlike it i'm gonna look forward to it i don't i don't think that changing directors and actors every episode is going to be that impactful for me but i'm excited to see if it some of them are just like not as good (laughs) this is i think the ultimate upshot uh but uh, yeah no i'm interested to see more and it's only 12 episodes and yeah it's it's an easy watch and I think that the, I, I, the stuff is funny. I looked up some of the manga afterwards, and I thought that was really like it's it's a very weird kind of dark and off offbeat. And oftentimes the jokes, scare quotes with my fingers, jokes don't <laughs> really have punchlines. It's just kind of just mm. like oh look a, a weird upsetting situation that Etika Chan is either used to or horrified by. Hmm. So yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well let's take a break. Everyone's got to go. Everyone's got to go. Take a break, and then we're gonna come back and pitch to me. And we're back for the second half. As advertised, we are going to be hearing spotlight pitches from Andy, Duncan, and John to me since I was the one who pitched last spotlight, and yet the town moves. John, you're going first, correct? That's what I said. Well, um, then do it. Make it happen. You know what's really sad? I actually like try to do some research to find like what else the directors had done and all that shit, and I couldn't find anything I cared about. But anyway, uh, I'm going to pitch Humanity Has Declined because we mentioned it last week and I really I like that you, show. I, I knew you would. <laughs> and I really want to watch it. And it's the best uh, post-human show about fairies, sentient bread, and uh, yaoi that you'll ever find. So let's watch it. It's very I do, quirky. I do love the yaoi arc yeah, a lot when they, when, they reinvent, when they reinvent doujin in this uh, <laughs> post-human world. Yeah. I just it's it's also very pretty. It's got like a real soft art style that I just mm-hmm. really enjoy. Like it's very comfortable despite being about the end of humanity. It's very optimistic. I just I like it a lot. Let's watch it. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> cool. Cool. All right. Uh is Duncan next? Yep. Um so okay. I've been watching a lot of anime OPs this and EDs this week. And the one I've ended up picking for you to watch, Ben, is one which has, like, to me at least, a, a very iconic opening, and that's uh, Serial Experiment Lane. Uh, and the reason I pick that it... Was a good, that was a good, uh, by the way. Not like a, uh. <laughs> is that it really is a quite intimidating show to watch the first time around. Like, I... I certainly did not get half as much out of it on the first time I watched it as the second time I watched it. And I think a lot of times when we 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 watch shows here, we we it's watching them for the first time. It's we have one person who's watching it for the first time, another person who's seen it three or four times. And sometimes there's no difference between how they they do it but this is the sort of show where I feel like it'd be really interesting to see people who have different amounts of engagement with this show to talk about the different way they interpret its story and where it goes and it's just a very beautifully odd show with a a very beautifully odd op as well and i i would just really like to revisit it because you don't really get shows like that very often it's certainly a show of a of a distinct historical era of anime that could probably not be made yeah, in this day and age I, I don't, 
Yeah, I certainly don't think we'll, we'll see, we will not see its like again. I mean, if we just look at how the the new boogie pop's turning out for that kind of genre of millenarian angst. Oh, so. that's the other thing I was wanting to watch this season. Oh, <laughs> oh please mention it another time. Uh, you can yeah. come back and report. <laughs> um, cool, thanks, Duncan. Yeah, uh, I fuck. I'm, I'm a bit. Uh, unsure. I was gonna appeal to you very easily by asking you to do the Ava rewatch, uh, Ava like movies, but I feel that Netflix is getting the like back. I feel that it'll be exciting to watch it when that comes out officially, and then we can hopefully have a like another talk about what is undoubtedly your favorite series. Ben, uh, it would be nice to do something like that. But instead, I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch to you one of the best OPs that I've ever watched with one of the best animes I've ever watched, which is Bakano. I fucking love this anime. Uh, I don't know whether we can watch it because it might be a few episodes on the long side, but this is one of the most, for me, enjoyable animes. It, it sort of, it has an incredible like sense of journey and rhythm and place and time. And it's got supernatural powers that come in at a very like, uh, that are very stupid as all Adabase are, but like very enjoyable. And uh, it's got real good rhythm and pace and uh, like a blinding opening song, uh, which does a blinding jazz soundtrack and which also then like permeates throughout the whole show. It's about um, a train called the Pussyfoot that travels from, I think, Chicago to New York. Mm-hmm. And then the events that happen on that train, uh, which involves supernatural uh, people, and I, I really love, I genuinely really love it. It's also got a tie into Durara, which was something that we mentioned today. Uh, and I think that it's one of those shows that it just, it's of, again, a time, I can't remember when it was done, like 2007? Yeah, 2007. Feels like it. Uh, and uh, it's got real good sense of rhythm and joyousness, and I just love it. I love it so much, and we should watch it again. So, yeah. Uh, so all, actually all three of these because uh, Humania's Decline also has a really great OP too so <laughs> so yeah all three have really good OPs shit this is hard mm-hmm. uh, they're always hard though <laughs> this is never like well I can tell you which one I'd pick <laughs> Bacana um, uh, I think I'm going to go with Serial Experiments Lane I'd, Humania's Decline would have won under so many other circumstances but I've been meaning to do a lane rewatch on the Blu-ray, and yeah. Now this is my second time pitching it. Now I have to wait another fucking six months. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, Maybe I've, I'll pitch I've, it to you. I've never watched. I've never watched that. Show. Well, we brought that up uh, last time, Andy, because we were yeah. talking about a a chronological uh, yeah, or unchronological yeah. episodes. I, I honestly thought we were going to be going for uh, Bakuno because I thought Andy did a really good job of, of <laughs> no, because it's one of my did, favorite he, as well. It's like it's <laughs> like, he did. I've just I've just watched it recently. It's it's unfortunately for that. Uh, so. Okay, fair enough. It is so bad good, luck. Though. Yeah. It is good. It is good. And it's, and it's part of that like weird mini genre that popped up because also we had Dura-Ra-Ra yeah, that's yeah. also kind of like tons of different little perspectives and like a weird sort of <laughs> twisting conspiracy. And I need to watch Dura-Ra-Ra. Who is it? Fun Actually. fact, Dura-Ra-Ra is better. I don't know. That's it. The thing with Do- the thing with Bakano is it all wraps itself up really yeah. nicely, and I know that there's more anime anyway, like more uh, light novels, so they can do more. Were but you gonna... I, I think that Dura-Ra just it goes on too long, and I've stopped caring. That's the ori- the, problem with the original Bakano series was thirteen episodes, and they did I think was it three, f- three or four episodes as OVAs. 
Afterlife. Yeah. yeah. Which are unfortunately the weakest episodes yeah. of the show, but but they do the, the weird like mechanic guy with the big wrench yeah. who's like not doesn't you know feel like part of the universe. <laughs> I didn't I didn't even when I first watched this series, it was at like a showing and I missed the first episode. And that puts the whole of the show in such a different context because I didn't know anything about the boat or anything. So I'm just all right, like, the frame oh, wow. story at all, yeah. Yeah, so it was framed to me, and I was just like, oh, this is a lovely boat ride. And, and then it got to like, like the train ride, and then it got to the boat, and I was like, oh, shit, that's awesome. Like, they should, to make that show better, they should have taken wow. out that first episode. Because for that's me, really it, made, weird. it was, yeah, um, it's, such, it's so good. And then when I watched it again and watched that first episode, I was like, Huh. Okay. Oh, that must have been oh. that must have been quite something to, to have, <laughs> yeah. have this one read of it, and then actually you missed one episode. And this yeah, which is like completely removes the mystery, right? If I remember yeah. correctly, like it removes the uh, like the whole thing about them being immortal mm. and that they're like that. There's a whole different breed of people who have this like constant yeah. contract going on with the devil. Like that's completely gone. Mm. Um, but also, Duoda has a tie-in, yeah. which is weird. Sorry, you're gonna say. I mean, it's 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 a great series, and I think you talked earlier about how, like, it has like this this amazing jazz opening with uh, Isaac and Mira doing their 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 dance their little dance through it, yeah. breaking into shots and doing hijinks, and it's as you say, it's it's I think it's a it's a jazz anime. It's it's mm. it's freeform. It doesn't really follow rules of um how narratives should develop. It sort of cuts its time frame in and out. You've got flash forwards and flashbacks and it's yeah, it's it's, it's a lovely show. Yeah, but it, yeah. and even then it, it like the, the ending is so conclusive in many ways it also has its narrative structure which uh worked really well. I fucking love it. It's so fucking good, <laughs> the piano. We should just watch it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean hopefully we can come around to get again sometimes. But for now, uh everyone go ahead and watch Serial Experiments Lane. Uh I don't know what streaming thing that's on, but it's probably on something <laughs> Amazon, I think, is where I watched it. Yeah, uh, it's on Amazon, but not free streaming. So that sucks. Right. Uh, it's also on the Funimation uh, streaming channel. So, but yeah, no, um, I, I, yeah, let's go ahead and watch that. And yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining, everybody. Remember, rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at Keyframes Pod. Find us on Facebook, Keyframes Podcast. Write us emails for questions. Someday we'll have a, a questions episode. Sometimes uh, we'll that's keyframespodcast at gmail.com. And of course, tell a friend about us, and we'll be happy to continue to provide you with good anime content. But- don't tell your best friend. Tell the friend that you want to be closer to. Like you're 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 on say like social rank like three or four right now, and you really want to like level it up like five or six. You can't be asked to go to the fortune teller because that's too much money and another time passing thing. Can't Why are you making persona jokes out of uh, like nowhere? I, th- I thought he was, I thought he was making a I thought he was making a you can't tell your best friend because they're on an island and you can't talk to them. No, no. that was persona. <laughs> You you want you want to evolve that social oh link to God. make to make that new persona like Goodbye horror. everybody. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Pull the ripcord. <laughs>
you have an outro, please have it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think you meant thankful death. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you mean it? May- this episode makes you thankful for death. It makes it makes you wish that some woman would would <laughs> use her sword to cut into the fourth dimension and crush you with a glowing cube of CG. <laughs>